Hello, and welcome back to the Pretty Little Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Phoebe. And I'm Caroline. And today we are recapping season three, episode 11 of Pretty Little Liars. I don't know what it's called. I'm really quite distracted by the fucking enormous bird that has made its home on our parents' deck. Yeah, pretty fucked up. Also, okay, so listen, everybody. I was at my parents' house yesterday. They're not here. So just, you know, I'm keeping the grounds and all that. Um, and I go under the deck. She's and slipping. Wh- what? You're slipping. Why? You're not doing a very good job keeping track of the grounds, apparently. Um, uh, let me tell you, I am doing a good job, but I'm not airborne. So I don't know how I'm supposed to stop the birds. I'm not 10 feet tall. I'm certainly not going near it. Ever heard of bird flu? Yeah. So anyway, I walk out onto the deck and watch my wandering eyes disappear, but a bird that is absolutely with child. And it's just sitting for sure on some eggs. And and then I see this morning, like a couple feet over another nest. No bird in sight. Another <laughs> nest though. Where are you? Are these both yours? That's a little greedy. Then I'm like, oh my God, mom is going to be devastated by this news because she has a bunch of fake fucking snakes all over the place. It's quite jarring if you're not expecting them, FYI, but she has... Or if it's dark out and you're walking (laughs) up the back stairs and you... And you step on a rubber snake. Because they're not plastic, which you might think that they are. So you think that it's going to be hard. So when you don't step on something that's hard... You're like, that can't be a snake. You're like, is that a real snake? Literally. If it's rubber. And it's yeah. not. It's just one of the rubber ones that our mom bought. And then it like rides she's around. She's convinced that they will keep the birds away. They are just like spaced out around the deck on the steps. And I literally, I mean, okay, you better start putting the snakes in the rafters because that's, these birds realize that if they don't touch the ground, guess what? The snakes can't oh my God. fly. What? How could we forget? This episode is called Single Fright Female. Oh, my God. You know why we forgot? Because it's been 1,100 weeks. That's true. We have so much to discuss. I think <sighs> we should start with the Colleen Ballinger of okay. it all. Okay. The, I could talk about this. It could be its own episode. It won't be, but it could be. But the first thing I need to say, the first thing I'm taking issue with, not the biggest thing, but the first thing, is I'm sorry, I will not be calling her Colleen. Yeah, why does everybody say Why it like is that? everyone saying that? Colleen. I thought it was just some people had accents, but then Trisha said Colleen. I can't even do it. Yeah, because I Colleen. remember. Let's just be candid here for a minute, Caroline. We were when fans. we both we were Murfandas, you guys. We went to a live show. We met her. There are I have like a bunch of selfies with her. Yeah. And I dressed up like her. <laughs> Listen, we're getting ahead of it. We're telling you guys so you don't have to go find it and cancel us. We're telling. We know. It's called self-awareness. And if Colleen had a little bit of self-awareness, she might be in a much <laughs> better spot today. But I, I I, used to think that it was just one of her friends that said it that way. Because he has like a weird yeah, way that he talks. It's called an accent, but yeah. Um, and he says Colleen. Yeah, I thought it was people with your accents. Name, your name is Colleen. Your name is Colleen. That's how the name is said. Sorry. Sorry, and I won't be saying Colleen. And if I do, it's to make fun of you. Maybe that's what they're doing. 
Maybe that's what they're doing. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I think as a sign of disrespect, we should just all start saying Colleen. And yeah. like, I bet it'll drive her fucking nuts. Just like how we all started calling Raquel Rachel. Yes. Like this is these, it's these little things you can do to just really grind someone's gears, really get under their skin. Yeah. I saw an idea from someone that was Ooh, a revenge idea. Not really, but oh. like a passive aggressive way to like you're not really being mean but you're getting your point across of if you're at, if you're like out with your friends and someone comes up to you and they like say something shitty or they like you don't like them you and asked you don't what really their name is around. yes yeah Wait, i saw what's that your name too again? i know yeah i see the thing is and this is where you and i are different um because you are passive aggressive and i'm just aggressive so if somebody came to the table and started just saying mean things to me, one of us would probably leave in a handcuffs <laughs> because one of us would be way meaner. Okay? Just so you know, one of us would be way meaner. One of our words would yeah. cut. Slice. Anyway. Um, okay, so what I want to say is when we were... Murfandas. <laughs> I genuinely did not see any of this weird shit. Like I am watching it now, and I'm like, "What the?" And I'm fuck? like, "How did we not yes, see it?" I'm like, "I'm like horrified." Like we went to a live show, and I mean, it was so long ago. I don't remember a single second of it. But like, was she doing that shit? Because I just have a hard time believing our mother wouldn't have thought that that was weird. Especially because I was young yeah. and like, like in early high school and mom and dad were very much in my business. <laughs> they were very much helicopter parents at that time. If it were Lily, that'd be totally like, different. We would, but me? We would show mom. Yes, like, we would. Because we thought, we it, was so thought funny. it was funny. And I just don't. But also, I feel like I was into Miranda when she, as, as a, theater a theater person, person but when she was like new 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 i have not yeah. followed with the career so there's a very good chance that it has blown into something completely different than what it was when it started like i don't know if she's just gotten more comfortable or what but it seems like as she got more famous she got weirder and i don't think that we like yeah. stuck with her i mean i I think it's because I didn't watch I didn't her show. Like, I think it's part I can't tell you the last time I watched a YouTube video. I feel like that's probably when it started to get like around that time is when it got weirder because like before she was just doing the music yeah. stuff and it was kind of a character. Yeah. She did I but do then, remember some weird like uncle jokes. Yeah. Like but then she really like had to create like a, a world mm -hmm. around this character and that's when it got problematic yes and so i think there was always problematic stuff right but and she was saying, was saying like and she was doing overt. things for shock value and talking about yeah. her uncle and i do think that when she started making those videos a society was more okay with the jokes she was making than they are today as as society was with a lot of things that we shouldn't have been okay with like you know so like that does check out for me that like no one said anything about the weird like pedophile uncle jokes because mm -hmm. at that time it just people just like weren't thinking progressively the way that they are now. However, I saw so 
just a few, I'm just going to pull out like a few things that I have seen in the past week. So one is the video with Jojo Siwa, which like shook me to my core watching this where she starts. I I watched oh it. my God. I don't want to get too into it. And just, you know, from here on out, like trigger warning, cause some of the stuff could be like triggering for people. Um, because it's not appropriate, very inappropriate relationships. Um, anyway, so she has Jojo Siwa on a video. Jojo is young. And she starts talking about, like, do you know what's inside your pants? And Jojo's like, um, uh, what? And she's like, basically says, she calls it something. She called basically a word for her. Is she Mar- She's she Miranda, Miranda in, this, in this, video? this video, yeah. Okay. She basically is talking about her vagina. Oh, she says something else. I can't remember, but it was very troubling. So that was, like, one thing that I was like, what the fuck? Like, if I had seen that, I would not have thought that was cool. Number two, yeah. a live show where she brings, and this was, like, something she regularly did, I guess, but she brings this boy up, and she puts candy in her pants and tries to get him to put his hand down her pants to get the candy, and he's like, I'm not doing that. Like, he literally is like, what? He's like, he says, like, you're an adult and I'm a kid. He says that to her. Yeah. It's like, you, most, I know that Miranda, like, a lot of the jokes, in her head, she might be like, Miranda's like a kid, you know? So, like, Miranda's saying it and it's innocent. The problem is that Colleen is not a kid. Is an adult. Yeah. And she needs to have the the foresight to know that her audience is filled with children and there's a big difference also between Miranda the character going on stage and doing like a stand-up comedy show there's a big difference between that and then bringing children on stage into the world interacting with them because suddenly it's not just like a character and it's not just a show suddenly it's real life for whoever you just brought up there Mm -hmm. and that's where for me it gets really troubling there was also the video of the girl who laid down on the stage and Colleen spread her legs open and the girl said she was wearing a romper and like she was so terrified that she was being exposed to the whole theater. She was 14. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. And there's there's a power dynamic there yes, also. You're, of like this is you're pulling these kids up on stage and right now you're they're here. Yes. Like you're you're they're big fans of yours. And she was like someone was talking awful. about it and they were like you know, it's really unfair because imagine, like, okay, if I'm thinking about, like, the Jonas Brothers, who I was obsessed with when I was younger, if I happen to get in a group chat with Nick Jonas, and he came in, he's like, I'm so depressed, everybody hates me, like, um, you sh- like, can you believe this person said this about me? I would believe it was my job to make him feel mm-hmm. better because why else is he coming to me? And now is it my job to go out and fight your battles for you so that you can, your hands can be clean of it, but you've got your little minions. It's sort of like what happens with Swifties, but Taylor's not telling them to go do this. Like mm-hmm. Colleen was, Colleen was asking questions to minors. Like, are you a virgin? Are you gay? She was sending now. Okay. Let's now get, okay. Let's get into the Trisha Paytas video i do want to say before because before the trisha paytas video came out her apology or her her response video came out i won't call it an apology video yeah let's not call it an apology because i don't think she even said it is the most i am like a paul i wonder if her whole pr team was like and go by like 
we can't fucking help you now, bitch. Because I think what is so, what is especially troubling to me is that she's barely even apologizing for just the Miranda stuff that we were bringing. I don't, I think it's fair to say she's not apologizing. She's not even getting it. But like, she thinks that all of this is happening because of those jokes. She's not even acknowledging the part of it that is that she had these really inappropriate relationships with minors. I think she is acknowledging it, but she's not taking accountability for it because she does say, I'm not a groomer. I'm just a loser. So she's acknowledging that people think she's a groomer and that grooming was happening in those group chats. Now, I, I agree, Colleen, you didn't think you were a groomer and you probably still don't think you are because people who are grooming, I don't know that it's always a conscious decision, but you are interacting inappropriately with minors and you need, as the adult in the situation, you need to have the foresight to realize that you are in a power position. And so anything you say to these kids, they're going to take really seriously. They are going to feel really special. They are going to do your bidding for you. It's going to make them love you more. Like you as the adult need to be able to realize that and not get in these fucking situations. Like, so I don't think she thought what she was doing was grooming, but by definition it was. So her like saying that, like, I think she's, she is acknowledging it and she's saying, no, I'm not. And like, all you had to fucking do, Colleen, if you wanted this to go away fast, because now it's not, it's not going anywhere. But if you, if you wanted it to, you had an opportunity before you put out a 10 minute ukulele apology video, you had an opportunity to just be like, come on YouTube and say, I am so fucking sorry. Like, and disgusted with myself. I'm disgusted. I did not realize what I was doing, but I see it now. Thank you for holding me accountable. I will do better. Here are the steps I am taking. Like, because that's exactly what Trisha told her to do. Yes. And also, Trisha said minors were uncomfortable. So acknowledge it, change it, and do better. Exactly. And like, it doesn't, Colleen, it doesn't matter if you don't think you were wrong. It doesn't matter. You're a celebrity. Like, I'm sorry. I mean, I want you to think that you were wrong, of at course. This, at this day and age, just, just, just fucking agree say with sorry. Like, just, just take it because that's the only way. Have we not seen enough celebrities give terrible apologies and get raked across the coals? And we have seen celebrities give apologies. Like, I mean, this is not even remotely the same caliber of situation, but I don't know if you've seen Patrick Starr recently. So he has a makeup line, the one size line, and his setting spray is like, revered as like the best and the setting spray was turning people's faces like white it was like spraying white and he put out a video and was like oh my god this is not okay with me I am so sorry I'm gonna make this right like literally just falling on the sword like instead of like well here's how we know that this was just a malfunction with this one thing like just like I'm gonna figure out what happened here and I'm really sorry like this is not what I want you know and and people commenting like that's how you do an apology like because because people are willing to forgive I know it seems like they're not in cancel culture and maybe they shouldn't always but like they are willing to you just it's been proven time and time again you have to like frankly (sighs) it is possible to bounce back and she's just not likable either like She's so oh God, the whole video is so <laughs> when she goes like annoying. fuck me I guess right oh my god what is wrong with you the worst part of the video and you know it was scripted because the whole thing was scripted the song was pre written when she when she puts the ukulele down and then she like goes to pretend like she's gonna turn the camera off and then she decides to she's like you know what 
actually, I think there's something that maybe you guys are confused about. And like keeps going for five more minutes. Shut up. It's <laughs> it is, is Mr. I Shoe level. Thing, I'll be honest. This is Rachel Berry and Mr. Shoe together. It is. And all of the <laughs> stuff that made 2010 YouTube insufferable. Yes. It's so, so bad. Like it's just, and just more stuff comes out. I mean, we haven't even really hit on some of the other stuff and I don't know that we have time to go into all of it, but like, even seeing some videos where she's being Colleen and she's saying, there is one, what is she saying it? She says something so inappropriate. Oh, I can't remember what it was. But then like she was texting the kids and saying like, asking like how she should come on to her boyfriend. She was then, okay, well, let's get to the Trisha Paytas video now because this I didn't know. And I'm like, actually... This is like blown away by what I The way that she strikes me is she is a high school mean girl who did not get to be one in high school and is now exploiting minors through her power over them to fulfill that Mm -hmm. fantasy of like she likes the idea that she has all these little cronies who worship the ground that she walks on Mm -hmm. and she feels like she has to be mean in these ways. And in this case vile disgusting talk about subhuman i mean actually subhuman so trisha paytas is a sex worker and she is paid for her work so everything that she does within the realm of sex work you have to be over 18 to access and you have to pay to access, okay? So with that, I think comes a level of trust a little bit, right? You're over 18 and trusting that you're an adult who can make wise decisions, not that everybody does. And two, you are putting an investment into this. So it's sort of like, I don't know, you're, you're mutually like agreeing to enter into this like relationship, right? And so I guess Colleen Ballinger is a member of her OnlyFans, I don't know. But Colleen got a bunch of nude photos of Trisha that are protected by a paywall and protected by um, an agreement that you're over 18 and sent them in group chats to minors making fun of Trisha out of nowhere. And then you have the audacity to call Trisha and ask her to do a podcast with you. I'm sorry. That is transparent to me. I think she asked Trisha to do this podcast with her. Because she thought it would be a laughing stock. She thought it would be an opportunity to make fun of Trisha and get more views. Because let's be real, Trisha does have a lot of views because we are fascinated by her. Like we are as a society. So Colleen was capitalizing on that. But all in this shitty way. And if I'm Trisha Paytas, I feel repulsed by the fact that number one, anybody would do this to me. Number two, realizing that somebody that I genuinely believed was my friend never thought of me that way was violating my privacy in i mean the worst way imaginable literally i mean literally and it's not like it's not even you know it's horrible when it's like you hear all the time the young girl sends a nude to her boyfriend and then he sends it all around like that's fucking horrible but this was like a trusted friend adult of trisha's And now imagine the feeling that she has of someone who's making sexually explicit content Mm -hmm. and she's doing the responsible thing by making sure that hopefully it won't get in the hands Mm -hmm. of minors. 
And then someone you trust is putting videos and pictures of you. Yes. In group chats and with minors. Which is also endangering Trisha. Like, what if somebody thought that Trisha was the one sending these or, or whatever? Like, mm-hmm. Trisha could go to fucking jail. Colleen could go to jail for that. Like, I don't know what yes. the statute of limitations is, but... It's just... <sighs> and I liked a few things that Trisha said. I liked that she said... um, the video that Colleen made made things become lighthearted because now people mm-hmm. are making jokes about the video mm-hmm. and how stupid that was. But she's like, this isn't It's not a lighthearted is not, issue. And we need to be brought down, brought back to the severity of it because the video took away mm-hmm. from the severity. Well, I think every day more information and more condemning facts are just coming out too, where it's like, now Colleen needs to make another video because that one didn't address all of this that's still coming out. Also, that she lied to Trisha about. Literally, I mean, I, a diabolical, subhuman, yeah, demented. Anthony said something, and I think it's interesting. I don't know if it's totally true, but he was like, well, you know, the video had to be 10 minutes so she could monetize it. So she's getting paid for every view of this. And I also want to say, if you were real... If you were really sorry, this video would go on your Instagram reels Mm -hmm. because you're not going to get paid for it on YouTube. You have it monetized so that once it's past a certain time frame and you have however many followers, you get paid every time she's running ads on it. Like, (laughs) I mean, not a good look, babe. No, no, not at (laughs) all. It's it's and I don't want to compare the situations because they're not the same. But her behavior is reminding me of Raquel's behavior. And that's how I know that there is something deeply wrong wrong that's going on here. She doesn't get it. She does no. not understand. And that's why I think maybe she has, like, mentally, she, well, clearly. But I think that she doesn't think of herself as a 36-year-old. No, I think that she's trapped in this. And that happens to a lot of celebrities they kind of get stunted at the age they became famous and that is Mm. that is something that's been studied for sure um but she wasn't young young when she got famous she was in her 20s she was like out of college yeah like if she had been doing this then it still would have been inappropriate exactly and like you know phoebe if tomorrow you start doing problematic shit as a 20 something year old and you get really famous like that's not going to be cool because you're 22. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you don't try any funny shit for real because I can <laughs> read your mind. Just kidding. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. I, uh, it's so insane. And it really is like, I don't know if it's extreme narcissism. I don't know if it's sociopath shit. I, I, wait, does she, did her husband leave her? Well, she, well, this is another issue. Okay. She was married to Josh. Mm-hmm. And everybody was so excited about because mm-hmm. they like their entire relationship. They documented. They both were YouTubers. <laughs> Basically, they got a divorce. Okay. And we didn't really get any information on why they got a divorce. Okay. But Josh did tweet stuff after the video came out and was like, this is how she was throughout <gasps> her entire marriage. She never took accountability. She would always manipulate oh. me into thinking that, like all this stuff. Oh, my Re- God. He's remarried. But she's also remarried to... A guy who was on the show with her. Eric? Mm-hmm. So this is her second marriage. Well, are they still together? Because I've been seeing, like, in the search bar. I know. On I a lot know. of TikToks in the search bar, it's like, Colleen and Eric break up. 
I mean, I hope they're not. Together. But also, I I have out a, of there. I have a bone to pick with the search bar. Like when you go on TikTok in the <laughs> Me comments. Too. Um, I never like. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I want to know what that is, and I click on and it, and guess what? It, and there's nothing. That there are videos about that. So what's the no. point? The worst is when, like, you know how TikTok will like show you like part one of a movie mm-hmm. or part sixteen of a movie, mm-hmm. and then you have to find, and then you'll click on the search bar thinking that like maybe there'll be. Or like it'll be like this movie explained, so mm-hmm. you want to click on that so that it'll just explain. Yeah, no. And then there's nothing there. Or when you like go onto someone's profile to see the rest of the movie, but the the video you watched is pinned, mm-hmm. so it doesn't do the like just watch. Oh, video I thing hate where you can go down. that because the just watch button is a great tool. It is, but the pinned vi- videos should be pinned and then also. Yeah, on the grid. On the grid, I agree. I totally agree. I'm right there anyway, with you. Enough, enough about this. Let's talk about some more, um, some lighthearted stuff. Okay. Which I don't know how much lighthearted stuff is on that <laughs> note, but I'm probably some. Opening it up. Oh, okay. Well, um, okay. You wrote a lot of stuff on here. Um, it's been a while since we have. What the fuck? <laughs> I do. I do love this. We need to get our hands on Taylor's phone. Oh yeah, mom said that. <laughs> mom was like okay we need to get our hands on taylor's phone we're like oh okay let's just call her what would happen if we just called taylor up Literally. and said can Yo, we have that phone that's actually our mom now. <laughs> I, I want know. you guys to know it. when the whole Ticketmaster <laughs> debacle happened my mom called me and was like fee you know i really think you should send her an email <laughs> maybe she has a job for you yeah no you know mom, what taylor swift you know, definitely checks her own email <laughs> And definitely has a job for me. I have at this point. I haven't graduated college. <laughs> oh my god! Look, we need to get our hands on Taylor's phone. Like, also, why? What do you? Why? Like, I don't understand why she wants Taylor's Wait, phone. We literally do have so much to talk about. So we had. Um, well, maybe we could save some of those for the Patreon. Yeah, we for sure can. Some but of this I, do I like, don't even remember. Like, what the fuck is Moon Landing dupe? Oh, I'll tell you. Caroline and I went to go get. Caroline Anthony and I went to go get drinks with her friends and I was in a conversation with someone and Caroline taps me on the shoulder and <laughs> I she don't goes, know she goes Phoebe put this in your phone Lance Armstrong dupe <laughs> put that in the notes and at first I thought she meant Neil Armstrong so I was <laughs> and then I, and then we started talking about the moon landing and how some members of our family don't necessarily believe it so I said moon landing dupe okay 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 um Oh man, why did I tell you to write Lance Armstrong dupe? Um, yeah, I have no clue. <laughs> but now that we're on the subject, how crazy was that? I know. <laughs> Honestly, like the Lance Armstrong story occupies a similar spot in my head as like Tiger Woods, that divorce, mm. which felt like my own parents' divorce. And I didn't even know who yeah, they were. Yeah, why were we all, we were angry Appalled. at Tiger Woods. And you know what? That's fair. Hang on. I've got to like take my bra off. (laughs) Um, We also wrote down that (laughs) Taylor Swift denied Megan's personal invite to be on the podcast. Personal invite in that headline is what really got me. (laughs) 
Okay, Spencer Hastings. You know, Spencer Hastings <laughs> is how I learned how to do that. Really? <laughs> there's, okay. an episode, there's an episode in a few seasons where Spencer's off the rails. Guys, by the way, the trick that I just did that Phoebe learned how to do <laughs> is take your bra off while still wearing a shirt. <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. Personal invite. <laughs> yeah. Megan, what did you think was going to happen? Megan, Tree Payne got that letter, took and one look it at it, and lit it on fire, and Taylor never heard about it. Let me it's tell you. It's like the notebook. Tree Payne is the mom in the notebook. Exactly. She's gatekeeping the handwritten letters that are coming to Taylor. And, and you know what? And for good reason, because you know what? Megan, you're like, <laughs> you're like not, you're not the it girl you think you are, babe. People uh, don't Meghan like Markle, you. <laughs> Megan Markle got one text from Beyonce and she was like, let's just call Taylor up. Yeah, literally. <laughs> it's like, no, no, no. I know that you're like the disgraced duchess of sussex or whatever but like you don't get to just call taylor swift america's queen you don't sorry you don't Mm-mm. i i think oh my god but also i'm just like how stupid is Meghan markle and um her husband <laughs> wait i think it's funny to call him her husband, <laughs> <her> husband. <laughs> um my next question for you caroline is are you a publicist, reader, Katie, or finalist? Is this about um, Lost Colch? Okay. I, well, I guess I'm probably a reader, but I don't know what... I can't remember what um, Katie is. Why don't you describe them? Katie is a communication, a 29-year-old communications major who lives in Chicago. Okay. And, and thinks of Bowen and Matt as her GBFs. Okay. That's who I most resonate with. Okay, okay. Can it's you also... Publicist. The publicist is the is the listener who's going out there and telling people about Lost Culture Recess. The person who when the Lost Culture Recess awards are happening are putting up for your consideration okay. posts. Stuff like that. Okay. A reader, hard to say. I think that they've been there for the longest. I think I'm like, a reader. And they're like ride or die. A finalist is someone who's come in late to the game, <coughs> but is just adding Lost Culture Recess. This is how Matt says it, because Matt made this one up with the okay. <laughs> He said, um, this is someone who is already really like well-versed in media, but is just adding this to their already fully equipped arsenal. Okay, okay. Well, maybe that's you. Maybe. Do you because think that I'm well-equipped? Oh, I just mean you like listen. You consume a lot of media. You listen to a lot more than I do. Podcasts. Right, Slay. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, I guess. I Probably. don't listen to that many. I have like my rotation, and that's okay. Um, this is going to freaking rock your world when I tell you this. Oh my god. Plants can see, <laughs> and they know when you're standing next to them and what color shirt you're wearing. Wait, 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 wait. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, plants don't know mm-hmm. colors a plant isn't gonna be like love the pink shirt well i didn't tell you plants could fucking talk <laughs> <laughs> okay but a plant's not gonna think that either and no tell me they don't have brains or thoughts because they don't have brains how are they registering color i think it's a light thing what language do they speak are they calling plant? it roja or red <laughs> those are the only two options those are the only two genders <laughs> roja red and red and roja are you how do you identify roja or red you know 
Yeah. Well, you didn't tell me what you think you are. Oh, you did. You think you're a reader? Oh, probably because I've been listening forever. Like, I I don't listen as religiously now just because I kind of don't listen to any podcast super religiously. I, like, listen when I'm specifically interested. But when i think also because i used to drive a lot more so i listen to podcasts a lot more and now Mm -hmm. i work from home so like i don't really go many places where i need to um but i go through phases but yeah i started listening to them so long ago and i was like telling i was then a publicist i was telling everyone about them and then like two years after i started listening bowen got picked up for snl and i was like i felt pride crazy i literally was like that's my friend like i was like these people aren't famous like when i was "Ah!" almost just (laughs) fell um when i was listening to lost college it sort of is reminiscent of like us at this point where i was like they're not famous like they just i love them and like they went to like comedy camp and then bowen i just want everybody to know I just want everybody. We are famous. We are famous. We are famous. (laughs) I don't don't want you guys to feel that way about us. No, no, (laughs) no. Wait, Caroline thought about them. No, no, no. If you feel that way, and and I was wrong, and so this is a PSA. If you (laughs) think that we aren't famous even for one second, (laughs) you're wrong. Wait, but you know what is wild? I have a few wild things to mention. Number one is that there are people that listen to our podcast that we don't know that live in Pittsburgh. I know this because I've seen on their Instagram bios and I'm like, what if we were in it? Oh my God. You guys don't even know what would happen if I was walking down the street and someone was like, is that Caroline from the pretty little podcast? First of all, you better drop dead. You better hope I look incredible. Second (laughs) of all, I am used to it because I'm a famous actor, but um, (laughs) also I would be the greatest moment of my fucking life. And I just thought that was cool. But speaking of people that live in Pittsburgh, I don't know how I didn't know this. And I have a feeling you didn't know this either, because if you knew this, I would know this. Did you know Sarah Shepard lives in Mount Lebanon? <laughs> oh, my God. What? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You One of my st- address? I know. Anthony's like, I'll, I'll go by the white pages and we'll find her. Um, I am. Wait, hold. I'm going to get mom. Yeah, one of my students told me this yesterday because she was like, well, I'm reading all the books and I want to like, I really want to like track her down and get her to sign one. She lives in Mount Lebanon. I was like, what? And I like Google it. And sure enough. Yeah, go get mom. Go get mom. (laughs) I can hear Phoebe yelping. Hi, mom. Hi. I'm good. How are you? Can you hear me? Hi, Poppy. How are you, cutie right. pie? Tell her the news. Oh, my God. You guys are never going to believe this. She's not going to know who this is in, in the okay. first moment. So explain what her okay. job is. So my Phoebe acting like she's literally Billy on the street interviewing. Okay. Um, so my student yesterday was like, I want to read. I'm reading the Pretty Little Liars books. And I was like, oh, cool. And she's like, yeah. And um, the author of those books is Sarah Shepard. And I really want to track her down and get her to sign one of the books because, you know, she lives in Mount Lebanon. And I was like, what? What? And then I Googled it and she does. Nuh-uh. Yeah. Wait, that makes sense because 
in, when I was in sixth grade, Sarah Shepard came to JMS to get like a book talk. And it was. Oh. For, and listen, listen, it was only for eighth graders, but my homeroom was the library. And Jarrah, Edgar, and I were talking about it, saying, like, we want to go so bad. And then Miss Antonin just gave us like slips. And she was like, just have your parents sign these. You can go. And we were the only oh sixth graders who went. And then I brought um, the hardcover book we have of like. I don't know. It, it was like something. It was like uh, exclusively about Allison or something, but it was hardcover, uh-huh. and she signed that for us. So I think it's in our room, in my in my room. So she does stuff like this. I googled it. It's like she does like book talks places. So I don't know what my plan is here. I don't know if I write her a note. I don't know if I just try to reach her on social media. I don't know if I show up let at her me, house. Let I don't me look know. and see if we have any mutual friends on facebook she's, she's on, on facebook let me look she's on facebook we might you know oh Wait, my god is she? Um, probably your age young yes i isn't that insane that's crazy that's like, crazy y'all have to get her as a guest star i know we have to figure out a way to like get in touch with her but you know the last time i did that didn't go so well for me last time i said i have to get in touch with somebody famous what are you being mean? Yeah, Phoebe? Going like this to Phoebe she keeps trying to take the mic from me. I'm not ready. Oh. <laughs> I'm not ready. Um, no, I'm just saying the last time that I was like, I need to get in touch with this person because I want them to support my art and they live in my town. It didn't go well. That That's was Bill Murray. This is true. <laughs> Maybe Phoebe should do the reaching out. Yeah, I've, I've learned though since then. I've learned. But I'm going to start manifesting it because I manifested meeting Bill Murray. I think while mom's here, we should have her talk about Kyle and Mercutio. Mercutio is, again, <laughs> somebody in Romeo and Juliet written by William Shakespeare, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I think that's why they're breaking up, because Kyle took up with Mercutio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and instead of Mauricio, her husband. I, no, I just can't. I just cannot. I, they're breaking up? Yes. Well, okay. Uh, uh, but uh. now Kyle Somebody said- posted... That they divorced. And then Kyle was like, we did not divorce. We are not divorced. Well, Kyle posted the thing that said, it hasn't been a hard year. Yes. Blah, blah. And, but we're, I mean, it sounds like they're trying to work it out. It sounds like they're trying. And they're literally last night, they were at dinner together somewhere. I saw They're like photos of them. But what I don't get is, is she, I, I mean, I get, I don't think I watched this season. I don't even know who this Morgan person is, but. She's much too young for Kyle. She's well, I mean, it's similar. It's, I don't, but also that might not be happening. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. know. They say I can't they have matching tattoos, which they do have tattoos. Well, they could the just be friends. Like they could be best friends. I just can't have Alison Dubois be right about this. And remember the psychic who said he will never emotionally fulfill you. Well, I mean, that would play right into the affair with. I know a woman yeah. because a woman would emotionally fulfill her more, perhaps. But I just loved their marriage and I loved their relationship. And they seemed really just so in love. I and know. it's really a bummer if if it's true. But also, like, I, you know, I would love it if they came out on the other side of this and showed that, like, you they can... really did work through yeah. it. You know, she said it's been a really rough year. I mean, people have rough years in marriages. Yeah. And like they they do work through it, so hopefully. I mean, yeah. we have four kids. I know, but um, yeah. And she like posted a picture with him yesterday too, before 
she wrote that statement. So I don't know. But um, Alison Dubois tweeted about it last night and was like, see, I told you, like, nobody believed. Yeah. Mm. little psycho oh she is horrible yeah there's nothing to like she's actually bonkers yeah oh my god anyway well well, can you believe that about sarah shepherd i'm gonna go look her up right now and see if we have any please do okay thank you it's 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 s-a-r-a no h okay and does shepherd have s-h-e-p-a-r-d it only has one in her name as i just spelled okay it's beautiful. And it's quiet, which is the most important thing right now. A couple other notable things. It's confirmed today that the Jonas Brothers' seventh album did not outsell Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> they, <laughs> she has them beat that by is a thousand crazy, units. Though. They both had an album come out, and hers has beat it by a thousand units. Wow. Um, wow. Lastly, just two more things on my part. Mm-hmm. If you are anybody, but especially if you're over the age of 40, the gym is not a place for you to make out. Kind of ageist, you adding that especially. Um, but I do agree the gym is not a place for anybody to make out. Um, I don't think there should be touching at the gym. I agree. Uh, or talking. It is not sanitary. Yeah, it should be a quiet space unless you're being trained. In which case, you should have a good enough connection that you don't need to speak. It's just, like, kind of gross to me. No, I agree. There are lots of behaviors at the gym that I find kind of gross. Um, Um, But that's certainly one. I'm just going to read this exactly how I wrote it. Okay. This week, I wanted to see how long we could go without talking about Taylor Swift. Um, Which, Uh, honestly... You're not reading it exactly how you wrote it. (laughs) About Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) But then she pulled the shit she pulled on Saturday. And now I think I'd rather drown. Yeah, um, Phoebe was like really, 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 really upset about the surprise songs. No, uh, don't reduce it to just that. That's oh, not. I'm sorry. Don't reduce it to really, 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 really upset. No, not <laughs> the feeling. The emotion's accurate, but it wasn't just because of the surprise oh. songs. Oh, okay. It was because Gracie Abrams. Gracie Abrams is one of my favorite artists right now. Mm-hmm. I miss you. I'm sorry. Is my favorite Gracie Abrams song. And and people that weren't me got to watch it performed between her and Taylor Swift. <laughs> that is actually feels targeted. The fact that Taylor, like, Gracie it's like was bad enough. I know. I know. See, that's the thing that's pissing me off, though, is like, what's with the hatred towards Pittsburgh? Because Aaron Desner was also at our show and didn't go on stage. And the next night he did. Maybe it's us. And of all cities, Cincinnati gets in one night. I would have hated to be Cincinnati night one. Maybe we should night two. She's she's showing favor towards. Uh, yeah, but I agree. They got call it what you want, which is, and then Ivy with Aaron yeah. Desner, unbelievable. And then Gracie Abrams comes out. Oh my! <laughs> I mean, God. were those people okay who attended that concert? Did anyone have to be lifelined Sh- out of there? Shelby, because I would have. Shelby was there. Oh my God. Oh, that just, like, twists the fucking dagger. Yeah. What the hell? Hmm. Pretty pissed. She, Did she apologize? No, she's not even a Gracie Abrams fan. She didn't apologize? Apologize for That's... what? <laughs> apologize for what? <laughs> for being there? being there and seeing what she saw with her own eyes. Yeah, I'm just, like, pretty pissed off. 
um, about I that. I don't blame you. And all the pictures that keep getting posted, like, I'm pissed about it. <laughs> Stop rubbing it in. Taylor Swift posted two pictures in her photo set dedicated to Gracie Abrams being on stage with her. Yeah. Evil. I also missed I this I just want to know why they made that decision. Yeah, Or, like, spread the wealth. Do Aaron Desmond. I know. Like, why didn't that, Gracie yeah. Abrams come out the first night? Also, yeah, like, I'm sorry, night one Cincinnati years, are you devastated? And, okay, I, can I'm you not, Can you even see through your tears? I'm not someone who, like, thinks that surprise songs should ruin your concert experience. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. their songs also weren't great. Wait, what were their songs? Um, I'm only, I haven't I'm been only, really paying attention to the songs because um, now I'm like, am I just going to be like, oh, I lost that one. I already went to the concert. It was, I'm only me when I'm with you, and then... I don't remember the other one. Okay, that's not a bad one. You just don't like debut. Or is that fearless? Yeah, you're just, you're literally, okay, this is part of you hating millennials, is that you don't like debut. And that's kind of fucked up. You call yourself such oh, a big Swifty. And you don't like debut. It's not that I don't like it. It's just like, I No, you, you don't like it. That's not true. You talk shit on it. I'm just saying... If I was in a city and my night one songs where I'm only me with I, when I'm with you and Evermore and then night two gets Call It What You Want, Ivy, and another special guest, I'm No, pissed. I know. I know. I know. There's a major, there's a major discrepancy between like, the also, values I'm of the songs. I'm very glad we have a video of Taylor Swift singing the bridge to Evermore. It was beautiful. But like, it is a duet. Why didn't you have Aaron Desner come out and do that Evermore, with you? Evermore. Evermore. Um, okay, I'm a bass. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, <laughs> and Caroline, I can't believe you're not getting those TikTok poems on your forehead. Yeah, well, page. I'm not. I'm actually famously not <sighs> mentally ill. So that's like <laughs> so annoying. Um, yeah, no, Phoebe's, Phoebe posted that thing on our story. Caroline about, texted me like, and said, hey, I don't understand the TikTok you put on our story. As the likes were pouring in, people were liking yeah, our story Yeah, I did not understand right. it. Here's how my For You pages. The Cruel Summer Dance video over and over and over again. Xandra slash Alex Earl putting makeup on. <laughs> um, Ninja Creamy recipes. And also other chefs that like to make food that looks pretty accessible. Um, other things, Jake Shane... I get a lot of celebrity duets. How did you feel about the Olivia Rodrigo song? Oh, I love it. Me too. I was nervous. I hate the album art. Always. The album art had me very, very nervous for the song. And also Steven and I were like, what if she can't do it again? Um, she did. And she could. And it was, I, I, I already know every word, I feel like. All right. Time for rotations. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Your dream? Don't care. Don't care. Okay, you go then. First is, um, well, I had a couple ways I was gonna go. Okay, I have a co I have a couple rotations. Okay, here. well, you can only have one, so I'll talk how I want to talk. Okay. At first, I thought about having the combination of Jake Shane and Olivia Rodrigo. Combination with my, th with my third thing. No, no, no. Okay, the two okay, of them okay, and then okay, with my okay. third thing. Then I was like, hmm. I kind of would like Alex Cooper to be in okay. there at some point. So I would, I don't know. Those three, but then also I've been really into puzzles. And that kind of goes with my last thing in terms of 
the vibe. I'm creating a night for myself. Okay, okay. The third thing is the most important thing, and it's been in my notes for like a week and a half. Okay. Ice cream in the summer after 8 p.m. Okay. Yeah. That's the there is in nothing specifically in a coffee mug. Oh no, 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 no. You love it in a coffee mug. I do, but that's not the type I'm talking about going to get ice cream oh, in the summer. Oh, okay. Driving okay. to go get ice cream. There is something nice about scoops where like we'd go walk down at night. And then we'd sit out front with it, like in front mm-hmm. of scoops. But that's also just like putting yourself on display. <laughs> Some of us can't yeah. do that without being literally swarmed. Honestly, take Jake Shane, Alex Cooper, and Olivia Rodrigo out. Oh my I'm god! Say my my dream rotation this week is ice cream in the summer after eight p.m. Okay. Specifically, driving to go get it. Okay. The the feeling of being at the beach all day, getting in the Ugh. shower. Laying down on your sheets clean and then getting dressed to go to dinner and you're like a little sunburn. Yes. And your hair is like, that's actually, I've seen this on TikTok a lot and it's like a very shared experience, which I think is so funny. You know, TikTok has done in a lot of ways what Taylor Swift's music does. Mm -hmm. It takes the most specific fucking feelings and emotions that you think was a unique experience to you and it lets you know that you're not special. A million other people have. And that is one of them. Mm-hmm. It's that like specifically like a family vacation too, because it's yeah. like, there's like a, an added level of comfort there. Like if I'm going just with Anthony, it's still, I still get that feeling. But if I'm there with like mom and dad and you guys, it is also like the nostalgia, the like, I don't know. There's just something about like going to a family dinner and we all had to take turns showering and like, we're not going to bother drying our hair. It's just going to air dry and like be a little wet and we're a little sunburned which my skin is peeling, by the way. Mm-hmm, um, so oh, but, but yeah, uh, so those two things. Yeah, and then I love that. I actually am going to rescind what I said about rescinding Jake Shane. He, oh, I my God. Ex- you are actually giving me whiplash. I want to experience those two things with him. Okay, so you what? But we're just talking Jake Shane now. We're not talking yeah, Olivia yeah, Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we got Jake Shane, the beach thing, and getting ice cream in the summer. After 8 p.m. So I feel like you and Jake could go to the beach, a la mm-hmm. how we did with my friends. That was such a good beach day. Guys, we had such a good beach day. It was like our cousins, Anthony, Phoebe, Lily, and then Matthew and Gibson, my friends, came. And we, Phoebe and Anthony went out in the morning and like got sandwiches. We packed coolers full of drinks. We brought all these chairs down. Like we had, we got brought bocce. We had a full beach day where we were there the whole fucking day and it was so nice and so fun and we just like I don't know it just was one of those really good fucking days so you want like that with Jake but imagine Mm -hmm. if you would have been there with that group how fun yes he would really fit into my friend group I think which we booked our Asheville trip last night oh my god Phoebe the cabin we got did you get the house with the slides we sure did guys the cabin that we got in Asheville it's really insane the Airbnbs in Nash in Asheville. They're all like rustic, like in the woods, but like one of them was literally called a, a commune or a compound. It was two houses. And they were and then it was like connected by trails. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not doing that. We're not like splitting up at night. But um they all just have like really like specific like game rooms and stuff. And so this house has ski ball 
It has a movie theater. It has two slides, one that goes indoor to outdoor and one that goes indoor to indoor, indoor down to the basement. And it has a full game room. It has like arcade games. It has a foosball table. It's got enough beds for everybody. It is a gorgeous. It has a hot tub. It has a sauna. It has like a huge fire pit with like all these chairs. It looks so fucking fun. And we were saying last night that if it ends up that you can come and you want to, well, you know, if it ends up that you can, then then you can. That'd be a sleigh. Yeah. Um, good rotation. It was it took us a second to like get there, but um good. Thanks. Was it was it not chaotic? Well, I think that it shows that I, I I was thinking about it, which normally isn't the case. That is true. Normally it is not the case. So actually thank you for putting some fucking time and effort into this for once. Um <laughs> Okay. Oh no. Okay, never mind. All right, well, my nightmare rotation, the first one's going to be obvious, but Colleen Ballinger is on there. I actually can't with imagine. Her, with or without the ukulele. <laughs> Honestly, either, because here's the deal. I think she would have made it onto the nightmare rotation before this even happened, just because I think she's annoying. And imagine her. Next is just people with, that chew with their mouths open. Um, I've seen a number of TikToks recently where the person who's filming from their perspective is chewing. Don't. If wait. you think we can't hear that, for it's a, it's one thing if it's like an ASMR. Like, I know what I'm getting into. I'm probably not going to watch it. It's one thing if I'm watching a cooking video and you, like, take a bite of something. I'm, like, not pumped about it, but, like, I've made the choice to be here. If you are, if it is POV, the sound of you smacking your fucking lips, eating whatever you're eating, talking with your mouth full, and you're this close to the microphone, and like, but the worst is, I I specifically saw a video where the person isn't in the video, well, sorry, their foot's in the video. Their foot is like touching their boyfriend, and they're talking behind the camera, and you can just hear that, and I'm sorry, that makes me want to D-I-E, die. Don't do that. Don't yeah. chew with your mouth open and then record it. Like, and are don't you talk with your mouth insane? open. And then don't also just don't chew with your mouth open in person. I, it is, it makes me irate. Like I literally, I wish I could control it and maybe one day I'll be able to with lots and lots of therapy. But I truly, like it will make me so mad that I'll start crying. Like I can't, I I just, and I can't stop hearing it. And then it's like, even if you're chewing with your mouth shut, honestly, if I can hear it, that's a problem for me. That's a problem. I would sooner blow my ears out, turning music (laughs) up, turning the television up so I don't have to fucking hear you chew, than listen and be stuck in that discomfort for 30 seconds. Rather blow out my eardrums. Um, So people who chew with their mouth open but honestly people who just don't know how to act obviously weren't gifted an etiquette book by their father in fifth grade people who just chew in a gross way okay um and the last (laughs) one is grimace grimace you get one day your birthday is one day of the year it's gone a little too far i think i don't need to like every time i open social media see your big purple fucking face okay you are a blob you don't need to celebrate your birthday I'm sorry. It's a little bit much. And the other crazy thing is that Grimace isn't fucking real. Grimace, if you've ever seen Grimace in the wild, I just want you to know that was like a sweaty old dude in a suit. Okay? It's not Grimace. Grimace isn't real. And if he was, 
his name is Grimace. Doesn't sound super friendly. Doesn't sound like someone whose birthday party I'm dying to go to. Um, <laughs> what flavor is the Grimace fucking milkshake? Why I won't do they wonder, tell us? I do wonder. They about won't that. tell us. And then I lo- I do love the tweets where it's like I went to McDonald's and said, "Can I have the Grimace shake?" And they and they said no. <laughs> just just. No. Or the one tweet that we saw that was like, I went up and asked for the Grimace meal and the woman didn't know what I was talking about and had to go get her manager. And it was the worst (laughs) five minutes of my life. (laughs) I mean, at what point do you just walk out of the McDonald's? I'm sorry. If you have to go get your manager and I have to say, oh yeah, um, I, the Grimace, you know, Grimace, (laughs) like the McDonald's mascot, like the purple cone shaped guy. Yeah. So I guess it's his birthday. Um, (laughs) and he has got the meal. Is this ringing any bell? No. Okay. Um, it's a purple milkshake. They're like, can you tell me the flavor of the milkshake? I'm like, no one can. Um, no one knows and no one can. And even the people that have tried it, well, they're, they've all died. So (laughs) they actually can't speak to the flavor of the milkshake either. Um, my goal is to find out uh i've got an anecdote in my car so my goal is to take a sip of the grimace milkshake figure out that flavor immediately take the anecdote i don't want to tell you what's in the anecdote because it hasn't been fda approved but as soon as it is i'm going to get it out on the streets because this is a big problem people are dropping like flies from the grimace shake uh the youths on tiktok oh my god these poor children have you seen can you they take say, one sip and suddenly they're covered what can, can you say what that guy would be taking again anecdote antidote (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) every time you said it that way (laughs) you're a fake fucking friend because you didn't even say anything i don't know i didn't want to stop you you were really building a world there you are addicted to me building worlds okay and sometimes think about me the builder i'm tired it's exhausting okay i'm not a bricklayer like it's hard work i'm training myself i'm self-taught so help me out for once oh my god the antidote you know what but actually i'm not going to speak for this guy maybe he did mean anecdote i don't know him like i don't know that guy i'm just telling you what happened so he he didn't know what it was called unfortunately so um i don't know I but anyway in a, in a future it's gonna have to be a very specific lineup but in a future dream rotation i could see myself putting a mcdonald's worker in there uh, specifically the girl that does fierce ass fucking dances which have is you like, seen i just behind the counter and she's like she can like dance with her with the her guy yeah friend. yeah yeah, yeah. People whose eyes have now gone purple and they're demanding the Grimace shake. That's the other thing. I think Grimace is trying to start an army. I, I can't get too into the Grimace thing because... No, but how did how did this all start? Like, who made that video first? I don't know. But what I need to say is that I saw a video this morning or last night. And I might have sent it to you, but I don't think I did. And it's someone who's like McDonald's, like marketing team's like, so how are we doing online? How are we doing with the youths? And someone's like, um... Well, they are buying it. And someone goes, I don't want to tell you. <laughs> and then they're like well what are they are they, is it bad are they drinking the shake no they're mm-hmm. um they're just make, there's this trend actually where then like they die <laughs> it's actually so fucking funny these videos of the of the kids dousing themselves i'm like oh to be 13 again with access to the internet like they're just dumping these purple fucking mystery shakes on them imagine them and- coming home Oh, my mom would kill me. Because you know what it looks like? Do you remember the episode of Glee? Um, Blame it on the elk. Yeah. 
where they all throw up after they perform toxic in front of the entire school and they throw up and it's just like blue Oh yes, yeah, yeah. It looks like what a were grimace they drinking? shake. It looks what like a drinking? grimace shake. Or Violet from Willy Wonka. Oh yeah. All right. Well, I'm throwing Charleston's birthday party, and and I have to go. Okay. So um, tomorrow night, I guess we'll finish. Yep. All right. Great work today. Really good work. <laughs> All right. Bye. All right. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Okay, my little ducklings. I'm doing the recap, and I'm actually doing it after we recorded the episode and it's at the end of my audio file so phoebe's definitely gonna text me like where the fuck is your recap and so jokes on her and you guys are in on it psych i didn't mean psych okay oh it's late all right (laughs) okay So Aria has officially met Ezra's mother, um, didn't go so well, but she did find out they have a lot of money. And, um, with that comes a little brother named Wesley Fitzgerald. Turns out Fitzgerald is Ezra's actual last name. Wesley enters the scene. It's a young Greg Sulkin, very handsome, very attractive, very charming. He picks Aria up from a party at Nolcon's cabin and ends up telling her about Ezra's ex-girlfriend named Maggie. Um, he got pregnant when she was 16 and then they literally never saw each other again. So he doesn't know if the kid exists. He doesn't know like what Maggie's up to, but his mom basically was like, I will give you X amount of money if you get lost and never talk to him again. And Maggie said, you got it, dude. And good for her. Um, because Ezra is clearly not as much of a catch as she might have thought when she was 16. So Arya like confronts Ezra about it. They have this big thing. And now Arya is like all, in, I mean, sorry, Ezra is all in his feelings about like what happened to her. And he literally didn't have a single thought for this woman before Arya brought it up. So Arya, you can just blame yourself. Um, Hannah is secretly back together with Kayla. We love little hot, steamy sneak sessions, right? But she's got a new vengeance for A because she doesn't want to be sneaking around. She just wants to be like happy and in love. But she's also kind of in a little bit of a love triangle because she's been flirting with Ren. We know he like stitched her up because she and Emily, they found this footage of Maya from the night that she died. And like they knew that the last time she had been seen with Garrett and they thought that he was the last person that saw her alive. It was like, I'm making up time, like 2 a.m. or whatever. But then there's footage from outside of Noel Khan's cabin from like an hour later and it's Maya. So we know that she could have seen somebody else that night after Garrett. So they officially know that like Garrett didn't kill her and they actually see her get dragged off the screen they don't see by who but so emily and hannah go to the cabin because they think they're gonna like find a clue and they realize that maya had been staying at the con cabin because they find like her little room then they get shut in the room it's like actually so scary all the windows are like locked up they can't get out and as they're trying to get out hannah like basically ricky bobbies herself and stabs herself in the leg it's like really bad but the girls do get out and ren stitches hannah up because she can't like just go to the hospital and they have like a little like will they won't they kind of moment and it just needs to kind of end uh okay emily thinks that maya was hiding out so they go do that blah blah we know that they did find maya's bag and emily takes it with her um when emily gets back home nate is there like waiting for her and they like have some conversation and they end up kissing which is very weird and mose walks in on them kissing and literally like kicks a garbage can flips the fuck out over it really really not pumped about it um but really none of us are um spencer has a we got this flashback in the recap to ian finding the flash drive and the or sorry i'm losing my mind this is why we do the recap at the beginning 
uh, Spencer throwing the flash drive with his home movies on it in the church. And then like, we think Ian went to go get it, but then he died and like, we never saw it again. So we, we get that in the beginning and now we obviously know why once we watch the episode. Um, we met Cece Drake, we know. Um, Spencer and Aria went to a party with her and like interrogated Nolan Jenna in front of everybody. Fucking weird as usual. Um, they also figure out obviously that Garrett is innocent. All the while, things have been taken from Allie's grave. We still don't know what happened that night that Emily was found there. Um, but like anything the girls put in the grave, like mementos are being taken out and like now they're like turning up and A is kind of like playing tricks on them. So that's kind of really important. Um, and I think that's everything, but honestly, who knows? Enjoy. Jerry's kind of out on what my mood is because just kind of like what I'm going to be like right now is up in the air. Um, mostly because I've basically been alone the whole day because Anthony, my husband, is not here. He went on a trip with the boys the boys and actually one of the boys texted me and said Anthony will not stop talking about you <laughs> I was like oh my god well it sounds like you're having a really good time then it sounds like the conversation is flowing easily and it's riveting and I'm sure you have a lot to contribute since you were in the wedding you must really love me I do think briefly before we start talking about the episode we need to discuss the news that came out today Oh, my God, dude. I Lily told me we, we were driving into town to get mom's birthday present. And I really I'm getting my period for sure. But I literally almost burst into tears. No, I was I, mean, I, was, like I was crying, but I almost like it was almost a sob. It like <laughs> it like makes my chest tight. Like it makes me upset. Like. Like I, it's like, I'm like, it's not real. Like something's going to fix. Like I keep just thinking that Something like that isn't true and that like she is going like, just, this isn't the end. And then like, I realize that this might be the end and like that, like actually I like feel stress in my body. I just can't believe it. Cause it were, it's not like she was canceling like a bunch of shows. <laughs> Why did she guys, she canceled Beyonce one. canceled one show, her Pittsburgh show. On August 3rd that we were, we were literally how, I mean, how many times have we talked about it? We've been like, this is a summer of music and mm -hmm. amazing concerts. Like we have the Ares tour and Renaissance. Like how could we be more lucky? I guess we were too lucky. I guess we flew too close to the sun. Mm -hmm. This is our Icarus story. Have you like done anything shitty lately? Like I feel like is this karma? <laughs> like why would it be me? <laughs> I'm just asking like. Karen's like, well, did, must did have you? Something. I mean, it's did you like go to the bathroom in the ocean at all? No, I haven't really been in the ocean. Okay. So you're scared. Wait, oh, I saw this really sweet video of, did you, so you're aware of what's happening with the orcas? Mm -hmm. They're unionizing. Mm -hmm. They've, they said they've had enough. They're saying the writers is how I like to they are there on the writer's strike and the mama whale i guess was like angry because a boat like hurt one of her children mm -hmm. and then she like taught all yeah. these other orcas i'm not explaining it to you i'm explaining it to the people oh, listening. No, i'm just nodding along and agreeing you're just like yeah shut up is what you're saying okay so the jury is for sure out on what kind of mood carol <laughs> <laughs> Look, I haven't like had many people to like bounce ideas off of today or like 
really test out different phrases and personalities because it's just been me and the dogs. And then I taught some lessons and that was like, I was like putting on a show. So that wasn't real. And then I've just been alone. I haven't been talking to anyone. Mm -hmm. This is the first time I'm really, really getting to be myself today in front of a person. This is the first time I'm existing to you. Oh. Or to anyone except for a child um, that I'm teaching. <laughs> anyway, um, what were we talking about? <laughs> so all these orcas have been tipping boats, which is kind of so funny. Like, and they're complaining, but no one's getting hurt. Yeah, it's like just enough. Like, Rude get point. over it. Get over it, though, these people. Like, you're actually... You guys all do you know insurance? how many... I would kill for that to happen to me. To be in the water next to a bunch of whales, they're not going to hurt you. They have no interest in hurting you. They're just fucking with you. <laughs> they think it's a toy boat because it basically is. They should make, a, I new, bet you, they should make a new all men. Jaws. A new Jaws that's in orca. No, they shouldn't. No, they shouldn't. We don't need to villainize whales any more than we already have. They're li- the orcas are, have been endangered enough. I mean, sorry, have been... Shit. Well, yeah. Well, they are endangered, but they have been villainized enough. Remember when Shamu killed someone at SeaWorld and they were like, oh my God, down with all the killer whales? And it's like, yeah, but no, I, just I like, do think that that's Shamu your fault. Came out on the other end of that fight. Like now everybody's like, fuck SeaWorld. Yeah, they, no, I know. But like, I'm just saying that's why they're called killer whales. Mm hmm. <laughs> anyway, so then I saw that now I think we're we're coming to kind of like um we might be making a truce with the orcas <laughs> because um the this the human race and orcas the human race and we did have some representatives out on the seven seas and um they were just like bopping around in their boat and it was like a you know marine biologist boat or something so thank God the orcas knew that they the were orcas allies. had to have known that they had knowledge so. The orc, this little orca is like bumping the boat, but not tipping it. And they're like, what the fuck? And they like go over and then one of them like puts their hand in the water and the orca just like grazes it, but like doesn't do anything and like starts swimming. And so they like follow the orca and then all these other orcas come and like flank the boat, like, like at security and take them to this mother orca who has been caught in a fishing like net or something and she like needs help and so they help her get her untied and then all those orcas escort them back to where they were and then the mom orca brings them an enormous manta ray like to say thank you is is that not that is the greatest story i've heard in a long time i mean you guys should have seen phoebe's face she was into that as was (laughs) i i saw the video there's a video? Yeah, there is. I'll try and find it. I was like, oh, my God. So now it's like we might be having a truce with the orcas because we did that good thing. Oh so word God. might travel. But, like, the fact that the orcas had to flank the boat because they knew that other orcas were trying to, like, tip the boat. So they were like, okay, this one you can't tip. Like, they literally were, like, protecting the boat they from being tipped. They need to make a freaking movie about that. Um, Jaws is like really scary when you think about it. Like that movie's, I know, because I also feel like shark attacks are on the rise. I know, and like you like watch that first scene in the movie, and it's like, 
you know. I actually <laughs> haven't seen Jaws because everybody so in scary. my life knew that I would not even go into a bathtub if I yeah, saw it because thing. I Mom did convinced a story myself about you at dinner tonight that was like you were like a really young kid because you were talking about the shark attacks or the sharks, the shark activity mm-hmm. on the shores. Oh, she took. Oh, and she mentioned one this. Time, yeah, she guys, mentioned the my girl who cried wolf. Girl who cried wolf. That was not how she the story. She said you used to be. <laughs> not this, she tells us you like weren't very um, you weren't like a scaredy cat of a kid when you were really young. Hmm. So you, were, which I thought was interesting. That's <laughs> a bummer. <laughs> That's a real bummer <laughs> to hear. You were sitting like in the the what's that called? Surf, the surf of the ocean. And mom, <laughs> mom was sitting in her chair, like not that far from you. And you said, "Uninterested in me." Mom, there's a shark over here. There's a shark. <laughs> Look, <laughs> but you weren't scared. You were like just excited about it. And mom was like, "Okay, for sure. There's a um, shark over there." And then this man ran down the beach and was like, "Did you see that? There was a shark." Yeah. And, and mom, mom was, was like, like, "What goose?" <laughs> Get out of the water. I'm like, oh, so when a man says it, you listen. Um, yeah, well, I remember it a little differently and that I don't remember, remember it? it really that much. Okay. But I do remember that I actually think I came running out of the water and said, Mom, there's a shark. Mom, there's a shark. Look. And she was like, no, it isn't. It's fine. You didn't see a shark. Go back out there. You're fine. So I went back in the water and that's when I was chilling. I was like, okay, like, I guess it's not a fucking shark then. And then the man comes running out of the beach about the shark. And mom just was like, just, you're fine. Just go sit there. <laughs> it was a sand shark. It wasn't like yeah, it was just be clear. a it fucking wasn't like great a white. <laughs> <laughs> Which like when I think about a great white shark, that is the scariest thing ever. Well, we start this episode and Hannah is getting dressed for school. And apparently she's forgetting that she owns... Like, literally every maxi skirt that has ever been made is in her closet. I mean, And she's literally. saying she doesn't have a, short, a skirt long enough to cover her her bandage from when And she she's like, herself. I can't put pants over it. And I'm so, like, girl, yes, I've can. seen you in a maxi dress. Remember when you wore sweatpants to school after Caleb broke up with oh, you? Oh, yeah. I remember that. Oh. I guess she knows that Ashley will be like, wow, you're wearing sweatpants. What's wrong? But is Ashley not going to be? Well, Ashley is like, why are you wearing this Mamma Mia costume from seventh grade? Yeah, because that's what it is, you guys. <laughs> this maxi skirt that she's wearing, she puts it on and Spencer's like, um, where did you get that? <laughs> and she's like, it's Grecian. Um, it's from when I was in Mamma Mia. And Spencer's like, I don't remember you in Mamma Mia. And Hannah's like, good. I was fat and disgusting. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. She's like, and I had to stand next to a cardboard goat. I was like, she is so me. Um, but I love that she was in Mamma Mia because I love that show. We both wrote something down in our notes because Spencer is interrogating <laughs> Hannah. Because Hannah, well, she's talking about, oh, Spencer's like, didn't Ren stitch that up for you, this wound that she has? And she's like, yeah. And she's, like, being super weird about it. And then Ren calls her, and she declines the call. Really fast. And so she's like, okay, like, what, what's going on? There's something weird going on. And she goes, I know. I've, I've been around a Downton Grabby before, <laughs> which is actually such a good joke. How did we but not also, Spencer, are you we now the voice of reason? Yeah, Spencer, hey. 
on relationships like this. She's like, girl, you can't. First of all, she's, this joke is so multifaceted. I love it. And I want to believe that Troy and Belisario came up with it, but whoever that intern was in the writer's room, I know they didn't give you credit then, but I'm giving you credit now because she makes fun of him for being British and for being a pedophile. And she does a play on words but all also, at one like, time. Even though we know that she's kind of mentioning that he goes for underage girls, she's still like, anytime they talk about what's wrong with Ren, no one on the show brings up the fact that he's praying. <laughs> That's on underage not the girls. first thing they say. Yeah. Like, oh, Which is he's British. Insane. And he's this I and know. he's this, but he's a womanizer. He's also a pedophile. Yeah, he's he's actually a girl anizer. He's <laughs> he's not that into women, we've ooh, learned. Uh, we've learned that. So Hannah and Spencer go downstairs and um they have a chance to eavesdrop and who doesn't love that? Pastor Ted's making a house call this morning. And this is crazy. I didn't see this coming. I saw this in the recap with the flash drive, and I was like, okay, yeah, we remember. And then um, it came, what? I was just yawning. What was that? Whoa. It looked like you were in agony. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were in agony. Um, God, I hate um, Into the Woods. Sorry. Pastor Ted Cancel is me. in a Henley shirt with a long sleeve shirt under it. Wait, I didn't notice it when he did it. But I noticed it I when Ezra did it. I noticed it when Ezra did it. And I wrote, what are we doing? Because you know what Ezra also does in that scene? A sweater pause. Sweater pause. pause. Sweater <laughs> freaking pause. <laughs> I wish you guys could have seen Vivi. She just like definitively like puts her hand up, but palm out next to her head and goes, sweater pause, hand completely vertical. Okay, girl. Um, that was so cool of you. Um, Pastor Ted found the flash drive and he brings it to Ashley Mare and he's like, look, I found this. I looked at one of the videos just to see what it was and like Hannah's in it. And it's her and her friends hanging out. And I don't think she knew the video was being taken. Here's the thing. So Ashley, yeah. If I'm Ted and I've just started seeing this woman, like freshly. I'm like, I have no idea what's on it. And I put this hard drive in, in, the, in my computer and I see that. I'm number one, immediately going to the police because of what it is. But then number two, <laughs> probably never speaking to them again. Yeah, but yeah. I just don't know if I want to be involved. I, I, no, the whole thing was a weird move. It was a weird move. I don't know what I would have done, um, but definitely a weird move. He should have probably gone straight to the police, but I guess also, like, it's delicate. I don't know. Hannah and Spencer, <laughs> Hannah and Spencer oh my God, uh, are on the stairs, and they hear that this is going on with Ted, and they're like, we have to get this flash drive, and then Hannah ends up getting into a bit of an altercation with Ashley. And I also really quickly, I just did write um, something and it is the number of times these girls are silently running up steps. When have you ever run up a staircase and there hasn't been a single noise, a single oh, creak? Never, because even though I feel like I've memorized every creak in our staircases. You find new ones all the time. Yeah, or like you understand that the creak is actually just the entire staircase. Yeah. Not like where you put your foot. Uh, yeah you, know what I you mean? can't escape this you can't escape the creek 
And like, I'm sorry if you're living in Rosewood, but these girls PA, can. I don't believe that these are the houses aren't new builds, babe. Uh uh-uh. uh, I don't care if they have carpets on them. That does not mean they don't creak. <laughs> I don't and it's buy not. It. It's it has nothing to do with the person walking up the steps because right, I mean, obviously we're extra extra. I mean, think extra small. I forgot to tell you and downsize. Think about us literally barely even, t- like, our feet are, like, barely like, touching because okay, okay, we are okay. essentially floating. If you could just, like, picture Tinkerbell for a second. It's, like, yeah. we're smaller than that. Yeah, I was going to say, but, sh- I mean, a little bit smaller. <laughs> <laughs> still shitting fairy dust everywhere. That's still happening. Um, well, it's, like, when you live and feed off of applause, as we do, you don't need calories. <laughs> you guys should try it. Just kidding. You guys should not. So, okay. I'm just going to, I'm just going to like be the steamboat here and I'm just going to like take charge. All right. What's new? I know that's something new and different, but that's what it's going to happen. Um, okay. Every so often I get reminded Ezra is a million years old and it really just but also, freaks me out. We're aware. Hannah and Spencer are on their way to school. And then we zap over to Aria, who is on her boyfriend's bed, <laughs> shaming him for still being awake. First of all, no, if I, being I'm being asleep. led to believe, yeah, asleep. I'm being led to believe that this is before school, which means probably before eight o'clock, <laughs> which means why the fuck would he not be asleep on his birthday? He's unemployed. <laughs> what else would he be doing? And Aria's like, you're still sleeping? <laughs> Aria, way to like ruin his birthday with one single sentence right away. And then she also wasn't thrilled to see you. I love that they put that in the script, that he's like not immediately excited to see her. And she's also like annoyed later that he's in a bad mood on his birthday. Um, you woke him She's up. like, how do you say happy birthday? Like without the happy. happy. Oh, girl, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> she's I, I'm on one with her today. Basically, so anyway. This scene has inspired Aria to do something crazy in the episode that we'll get to. We'll get to. Because Ezra was up all night writing an email to Maggie, but he didn't send it. And I wrote, is Arya being cool? (laughs) Encouraging him to contact Maggie is quite unlike her. But then we realized that because he won't, she's just going to take matters into her own Um, fucking hands. She also has a side part, this up. Did you notice that? I think she looks kind of cute. Yeah, I don't mind it, but I did notice. Like her hair, I like... Um, but it is different. It's also like a little bit more of like a light brown. Mm-hmm. Looks like she got some balayage or something. Yes. <sighs> um. Okay, Paige. What are you wearing? This is quite an episode for Paige. And also, I do want to take a second. Did you see the clip of her on the Ned's Declassified podcast? A few people so. sent it to us and tagged us in it. What's wrong um, with it? No, nothing is wrong with it. It's actually like... So basically she says that she had a drug problem while she was on Pretty Little Liars and that um, they let her go from the show because of it. But when? they like called her. Like what season? Like I in don't, the beginning? I don't know. Whenever she goes away. Okay. No, 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 no. Whenever she goes away, like after this, because she was like, yeah, so, you know, they brought me into the head room of the show, whatever. And they were like, okay, so like, we are going to let you go. Do you have somebody to talk to? And Lindsay Shaw was like, I don't. And they were like, you really need to get someone to talk to. Like, and she started crying and she was like, honestly, it was, it was like a really like kind moment. Like where they, they did it. They were like, you know, you're not in trouble. We want you to get help. We just, it can't happen here. Like, and, um, 
Yeah. So it was basically about her struggling. And she's like, and then they brought me back for season seven. And she was like, and I will never forget them calling me and bringing me back. And I just thought it was so cool that they saw that story through, saw that relationship through. Well, now um, I feel like like, such an asshole. No, but here's the thing. We don't have to feel like an asshole because we're not talking about Lindsay Shaw. We're talking about fucking Paige as a character. And this episode actually was incredibly validating for me as a Paige hater. And I'll get into that. Um, Which is interesting because I feel like for a lot of people, this episode is supposed to do that. I know. I know, but. No, but I agree because I wrote OMG, it's Pigskin's episode Slay. And then in parentheses, I wrote (laughs) probably shouldn't feel this way. Also, is that a coincidence? Pigskin and then like skin in the new (laughs) Pretty Little Liars? Imagine. I know we named him Skin, but he does like essentially wear skin. Oh my God. What a twist that would be. Wait, what was I watching the other day? Oh, Succession. Dr. Sullivan's in it. Oh my gosh. Well, don't spoil anything. I'm almost on season four. I I honestly couldn't if I tried. Couldn't explain it to me either. It's like, here's the thing about Succession. (laughs) I like understand what's going on, but don't ask me to tell you what's going on. I have to watch every episode more than one time and dad and like me. and like pause to like real like take it i've in. been watching i've been doing the puzzle and dad will be dad's like so he's oh like I, I can't believe he's it. not into no, it he is. He oh, already yeah. okay okay it, but like he like it's like he's never watched it before like he's like back the acting it. is so good so good apparently um jeremy strong was a method actor and mm. um brian cox like actually hated him the way that logan hates oh my god Kendall. Oh my god! Well, if he was a method actor, no wonder because Kendall is so fucking annoying. He's like our but Hunter it's Biden. so funny. It is so funny. The way, okay, I don't think he's like a Hunter Biden. Yes, he is. Uh, I don't. He doesn't end up like that. He acts like him though. I, I think Hunter Biden is way more concerning than Kendall. Maybe honestly, the things that he's posting online. I think that if Succession could have come up with the storyline of him driving a car at 100 miles an hour, taking pictures of himself smoking a crack pipe, they would have put that in the show. (laughs) Oh, I forgot about that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, you know, because it was such a long time between seasons, and I was like, "What is ever mad at Kendall for again?" I was like, what are they talking about? I don't remember. And then I remember like that kid died. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I know. But I when, he's also when like. he does his little rap, he goes, L to the OG. L to the OG. <laughs> you know, he does, when he has his little moments, he's like, what's shaking everybody? I'm so happy to freaking see you. Well, let's make some magic here. <laughs> Boom. And like, he's sober. I love what he's like that. It's so like goofy and everyone's just like, okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> I also love Tom. I'm a Tom apologist. I love Roman. Love Roman. Ooh. I'm in like a, You're like in the thick of it I'm right in a now. Part You're right like now where I like anytime Roman's on it's the It's impossible screen, my to like him. Like in my stomach about him. You're with all the Jerry shit. But yeah, the way he's talking to shit yeah. throughout this entire thing. And then I just got to the part where he's we know we've known that he's been doing this to Jerry, but then he sits in the, mm-hmm. the meeting and he sends his oh <laughs> my god to everybody in the room. Did you not actually <laughs> just like fall apart <laughs> when that happened? Oh my god! No, this show is so good. And then when Logan like it actually is, and Logan. I could just watch it all day because I'm like I don't know what, but these people are interesting. Like they cast it so fucking well. It is just yeah. Back to Paige. Okay, um, um, she's in um, a vest. And at the time, <laughs> we just think it's a vest. And then later 
on in the show, she stands up. And, oh, and um, we learn. She's in suspense. Did you see our close friend story? <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> she's in suspenders um, that are unsuspended. and Because that's, how else would you wear them? <laughs> she's also in um, what I would call a cross between newsy pants and tiny Tim pants. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> because they are um, that material, like that thick gray dress pant material. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But they also don't fit her. She's like trying something new with her style. And she's in loafers in this episode. No but she has hoop yeah. earrings on. I think <laughs> she's like in that, she's in that time where it was like wear the little tuxedo vest and some like long layered necklaces with like a flower pinned here, but it's like edgy. Mm-hmm. So Emily and Paige are getting coffee and Emily is quite distracted. And Mose is like, what's on your mind? Where'd you go just now? And Emily's like, okay, fine. Nate and I kissed and she tells her about it and Paige seems like she's kind of being like cool about it cool for a second we we really are having whiplash this episode because Arya starts out being kind of cool and then goes off the deep end <laughs> Paige starts out being kind of cool and it's not a great episode for her but it says she says <laughs> it says she says you both miss Maya the lines are blurring like you know which I thought was you're a, just confusing like those feelings for each like- other Kind of a slay. I was like, you kind of reacted like really bad though when you saw Emos. So <laughs> what's the truth? You've had a couple of days, but I am like, Paige, why have you waited this long? You like the the smugness of her sitting there, like waiting for Emily I to know. tell her. It's what's so going gross, on. actually. Arya's like, I think I'm gonna try to contact Mag. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Arya, leave his exes alone. And Spencer says, Thank God they didn't have Instagram. Yes. Like could you imagine? Spencer says, Arya, you absolutely can't do that. <laughs> you actually can't. Arya's like, do what that. do you know? And um Yeah. But Spencer says, Isn't it weird he's hung up on his high school ex? Um, he wasn't Spencer. hung up on her until Arya brought it up. And then also, <laughs> you guys are in high school. So is this yeah. not raising any red flags for also, you? Also, of all the things that we are going to complain about Ezra Fitz for, that's just not one of them. Of course he's thinking about her. So then Cece's like, oh my God, like is Emily dating pigskin? <laughs> and I could, I don't think I've seen this episode. So I did not Can know I that Mose was called not pigskin. Absolutely <laughs> have to be on some kind of watch. If you were being oh. called pigskin <laughs> by anyone. <laughs> Anyone in the world. And then the reason that Allie called her pigskin was because she had eczema <laughs> on her legs. And she was like, she's like, she had these bumps on her legs. And she said they're eczema, but I think she sees needs to stop poking herself below the equator. Okay, that also like, have you do you know about the female anatomy? Like, you're not gonna have bumps on your thighs. In this flashback, Spencer well, Cece says that, and then Spencer flashes back to again. Um, anyway, so they're all changing, and again, the <laughs> show will do literally anything to get Spencer to take <laughs> Yeah, I thought the off. same thing. Why? And then also, I think, well going, nah, 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 nah. I think it's weird that they have Allie take her shirt off, too, because she's, like, Because she's a minor. 11. <laughs> she's barely double digits. She's nine. Um, yeah, so, like, I know. Spencer puts his shirt on, and Allie's like, oh, it looks great on you, but I think it might look better on me. You need to show he's up like, give it. legs. You have those, like... <laughs> broad shoulders from field hockey or whatever <laughs> and then Allie takes her shirt off and puts the tank top on and she has the biggest bruise in the united states of america on her back 
It's it's massive. I also thought it was like a like a brush burn, like bleeding because it looks that bad, but it is just a bruise. And I'm just like, Allie, why do you want to wear this? Perfectly framed in the tank. Why do you want to wear this shirt with this, with this bruise? And I think that that might be why. <laughs> For people to ask her about it. Of course. Of course. She's like, well, I'm showing off this. I don't know what you're showing off, but I'm showing off this. <laughs> My new bruise. Um, Allie puts the shirt on. And they're like, what is that from? And she's like, ugh, pigskin kicked me at soccer practice. I fell down and pigskin kicked me. And they're like, who the fuck is pigskin? And she's like, just some bitch. Like, I don't get along with on the team. And like, but don't worry, I'm taking care of it. It's giving, like, oh, girl, boy, are it's you? It's giving that episode of Gossip Girl where Serena and Blair fight in gym class. Oh, my God, yes. So iconic. Yes, it is. It really is. Ugh. Um, then we have Hannah doing something like they do so many insane things, but then I see this and I'm like, what the fuck are we thinking? Because Hannah is on a school computer, a school public computer in the computer lab. <laughs> I aming with Caleb about breaking the law about <laughs> videos of basically child pornography <laughs> that the cops might want to see. Um, and talking about. Jenna or something I don't remember also, like, And then Caleb starts trying to like sext with her And here's the deal He's like I wish you could come over there And girl what are we doing You are at school if, <laughs> School You are at school <laughs> And if you're That sounded like Joy said that um, No it didn't You're trying You don't actually know Joyce that well And you're always like Joyce like you don't know <laughs> Joyce that well you get into the clubs with Joyce because my name's on the list. Right, right, right. Don't forget that. Um, don't forget that. We, I just don't understand if we're trying to hide from A, your phone number is probably a better mode of messaging than the IMs on the school computer. Wait, what did Lily just send us? Apparently Taylor Swift got rid of the mattress lyric and better Are than Are you kidding? Band. I don't believe it. I don't think she would do that. It doesn't serve her to do that at all. No one's going to listen to it. I don't think she would do it. But I do think, like, I don't know why, but today I just had, like, this achy feeling about the fact that, like, tomorrow's our last day with the original Speak Now. I don't know why. I haven't felt that way about any of the other albums. Yeah, that's weird. It's just, like, I don't, I think that I probably. Because I actually feel like it's taking the shackles off. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have to feel bad about it. I just think that, like, oh, wow, you're so giving. You're such a Swifty. Tell me about and it. I just mean, like, I don't know. I think maybe in retrospect, I spent the most time with Speak Now, like, as a kid and, like, in middle school and mm. high school. And now that it's, like, not going to be that, what if, because, like, there are some songs on Red, especially. Fearless is perfect. Fearless Taylor, Taylor's version mm -hmm, is, mm -hmm. was done perfectly. But All Too Well and Holy Ground have some things in them that make me, like, not want to listen to the Taylor's version. I do. Wow. I do all the time. That's the only version I listen to. But there are like these chimes at the end of Holy Ground that are like out of key. And mm. they're really distracting. And then there's this piano part in All Too Well, the original version that I like am obsessed with. And it's not in the Taylor's version. Woof. So I'm a little nervous. Yeah, I can see why. So the, anyway, they're messaging and then Jenna comes in and is like, um, I need to use this. Okay, Nate. Cool it. Oh my god, Nate is way too much. Suddenly, I want I want him off the show. He is asking Emily on a date. He thinks they have something after this kiss, dude. 
you have brain damage. That's what you have. <laughs> and that's and basically he's what like, Hannah says later. <laughs> yeah, and Hannah's right. He's like, I just want to get you out of this town. It's like, that's what I'm afraid of. I'm scared of you. And Emily's like, look, I just think that we need to be friends. And he gets mad. And everybody, listen up. Red flag. Mm-hmm. I just want to say this to you. It is not like, oh, my God, he likes me so much. If you turn a guy down and he gets pissed about it and like there's a difference between respectful persistence and Mm -hmm. fucking creepy men who cannot take no for an answer and are essentially incels and nate you're an incel you heard it here first it is scary as fuck okay you don't owe anyone anything so if anyone ever acts like that towards you that's a sign to get them out of your life as fast as fucking possible maybe tell an adult So then he says about Emily, he's like, Maya used to say that all the time. And Emily's like, what the fuck? Maya was your cousin. (laughs) What are you talking about? And he's like, she would always say, I'm not, she would always say she's spontaneous. And I was like, you're not spontaneous. You're reckless. And I watched her have that conversation that you just had with me with 20 different guys in my car. And Emily's like, okay, bye, (laughs) bye. You're being annoying. And she starts leaving. He's like, hello. And she's like, I'm not talking to you. Goodbye. And then she goes to see Spencer. leaves. And Spencer says at school. So like, she should have been at school this entire time. Spencer says, where have you been? I've been looking for you. Um, Yeah, me too. And her teachers. I don't understand <laughs> how they can just yeah, Emily, where have you been? She took Paige's bike and like went around town. She came to school and then immediately mm-hmm. left. What time of day is it? Because then. What are you up to? Hannah's outside of school. I'm interested in that storyline. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Hannah's outside of school now. like leaving. But before this. Well, this Spencer is Spencer has a conversation yeah. with Hannah. Or with emily and is like hey like has Paige asked like talked to you at all about her relationship with Allie? like they apparently really didn't like each other and emily immediately gets defensive which i'm really confused about okay like why are you me too where this is because like it's not like the girls have been the girls have been relatively supportive of Paige too much in my opinion I think A and whoever is really trying to drive a wedge between Emily and the girls. Just trying to get somebody and this is perfect and things are volatile. But this is where I'm like, okay, Spencer. So we're not, no, we're not, we haven't all forgotten. Spencer is just speaking facts. Like she says to Emily, like she tried to drown you. She's a dark side. She tried to get you kicked off the swim team. Yeah. Because Emily goes, okay, so she has a bit of a dark side. Or no, no, no. I'm sorry. Spencer said that about her and Emily goes, excuse me. Emily, um, are you that's not as That is not a shock to you, bitch, that she's got a dark side. She did try to kill you. Here's one thing about me. She's done some pretty concerning shit around you. Here's one thing about me. Caroline and I were recently in a pool together, and we discussed. Don't tell them <laughs> that. If we came out of the water after having swam any number of seconds, and someone immediately plunged our head underwater... Here's the, oh my god! Here's the thing, like I wouldn't be forgetting about that anytime soon. I wouldn't be forgetting about it ever, and I certainly wouldn't be forgiving. Mm-mm. I certainly wouldn't be making out with that person. <sighs> I would be getting a restraining order. <laughs> like I'm sorry, that is and Emily, so Emily's fucking like, scary. And the fact that Emily can and can hear this is hearing this, and she's like, "Well, she was having a bad day." <laughs> like Emily, okay, that's a red flag, bitch. I've had, that's like, a red flag. A lot of bad days. If you hear yourself talking like Emily and one of your friends is like, hey, like this person like physically assaulted you and you hear yourself saying she had a bad day. 
Let's rethink that. You are you're wrong. Let's you're wrong. Listen to your friend. Your friend's being a good friend. Listen yep. to them. Hope you guys are learning a lot right now from this four-hour episode. Um, Hannah then tells Jenna about the flash drive because Hannah feels the need to like warn her, which is sweet. So Hannah, she's like, I just want to let you know that on that flash, like the flash drive was found. And I, I did don't know how it got there. Like, I'm just telling you, like, we did not put it there, but it got there and it does have a video of you and Toby on it. And like, I don't really know what's going to happen. Jenna has polka dot nails right now. <laughs> that, kind of see, those are the notes that Phoebe's taking on the scene, but like no content. Mm-hmm. No, like what she was because I, so I did just distracted. I did just read a ten, uh, something that I wrote that says, Aria, lock her up, lock her up and her boyfriend too. Oh, I forgot about that. Okay, so you remember the context? Because I don't. No, I don't. Because I forgot about that until you're just saying it. What happened with Arya and Ezra? Between, because I wrote that, um, between Nate and Emily and Emily and Spencer. Oh! (laughs) Arya went to the school. Arya went to the school. Aria went and found Maggie. <laughs> and not only did she find Maggie, but she found Bianca Stratford from 10 Things I Hate About You. <laughs> yeah. Did you not know that? No. Okay. Guys, I listen to me. If I were in any place but our one-story beach house where my dad is asleep and is going to be up in four hours, I would be screaming right now. I did not know yes. that was her. Guys, 10 Things I Hate About You is famously like my favorite movie ever. And Bianca Stratford is the lead of it. And she is also playing Maggie and she's a pixie in cut now. Pretty Little and she's Liars. A pixie cut. Yes, and she's a pixie cut. And I also can't believe that we can see <laughs> like, Oh scene my happened. God, it's Bianca Stratford. But Aria shows up at her first grade class <laughs> and she's pretending to be a petite co-ed <laughs> who is going to be um, an elementary education She's an elementary education. Just so you guys all know, Caroline's not world building here. This is actually what's happening. This is real. (laughs) And she's wearing a dress that makes her look like she is 35, which I saw you took a note on as well. Well, What's interesting is actually that note. I was talking about her outfit in the flashback. Oh my God. She's wearing like a pink knit A-line dress and she has her hair and like a side parted updo. But it's still... It kind of looks like a pinup, like a... a, She's trying to do like a canteen hairstyle. Aria has decided to sit in this first grade classroom and ask Maggie all this lie. And then Maggie's also like offering up a weird information that she doesn't need to. Well, also Aria literally says, well, I just don't know if I want to move here and like be single. (laughs) Girl, you didn't. Okay. Boldface lie. Number one. Number two, not appropriate, not appropriate setting. You're like here for school, allegedly, also, like, not in a, but not that you know what's appropriate <laughs> at school. I feel like if she's gonna like bring that up, it didn't need like Maggie should have like if the conversation had gotten to a point where Maggie was like, "So tell me about you, like what's your life look like, like what would moving yeah. here look like for you?" Then maybe she could bring up that she was single. But why are you offering it up in the first thirty seconds of your conversation? It's, you know yeah, what it is no, it's because her relationship is her number one personality trait. Yes. Well, and also because she wants information. She wants to know if Maggie's single. So then Maggie's like, well, I actually haven't had like any trouble meeting people. So, 
And then a kid comes over and is like, can I go play with whoever? And Ari's like, it's so sweet. Like they want your permission for everything. Like that is kind of what teachers do is give permission <laughs> for things. Ari's not familiar. Um, Cause usually they're in a position of power. Um, anywho. So Maggie's like, oh, well that's like kind of a special circumstance. It's actually my son, Malcolm. And then Aria is like, it was, she, she was hit by a bus, which I don't think I immediately thought the baby had been terminated. Yeah, me either. I think I thought she had the baby. I thought that was an option for sure. I thought that was on the It table. seems that Arya absolutely was sure that that baby was terminated. <laughs> Which is classic. And he wasn't. Um, he's eight. And then, or no, he's like seven. And then she, she looks at Arya and Arya's like making a face. And Bianca goes, or sorry, Bianca, Maggie <laughs> goes, <laughs> she goes, yeah, are you doing the math? Girl, you don't look too old to have an eight-year-old son. Yeah, sorry. I hate to say it. You it's not, she's like, yeah, no, I know. I was a teen mom before there was a reality show. Um, literally, like, I would have thought you were, like, a normal age <laughs> mom. You don't look like you're, like, 22. Yeah. Ari's making the face because, number one, there's a kid in front of her, and she thought the kid was gone. And number two, the kid apparently looks just like Ezra did. So, whatever. All right. So, Nate is now on a rampage looking for yes. Emily. And um, he runs it. Okay, Hannah, great episode for yeah. Hannah. He runs into Hannah. He's like, where's Emily? And Emily goes, um, <laughs> or, I don't remember. She's like, I want to um, like go see her. Like She's turning me down or Hannah something. Basically goes, Hannah goes, um, Nate, she's gay. she's gay. She dated your cousin. <laughs> Hannah does not want to be in this conversation um, at Nate, all. she's gay. She dated your cousin. Hello. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. It's so classic. And then she sees Jenna. She's like, oh, like she's like well, growling she at already, Jenna, foaming at the she mouth. Talked to Jenna and she's talking yeah. about the tapes like we talked about. But Jenna has an incredible line where Hannah goes, did you hear me? And Jenna says, I never had a problem with my ears, Hannah. <laughs> as much as Hannah believed she did. She can't hear us. She's blind. And so and then, Nate then gets, like, Hannah's like, oh, Jenna. my God, she's such a bitch. Yeah, and then Nate's like, oh, yeah, she is a bitch. And Hannah says something about when Jenna was playing Helen <laughs> Keller. And Nate's like, what do you mean playing? She's not really blind. And Jenna, like, puts her glass out. I'm like, why are you putting your glasses down as, like, a response to, like, end the conversation? You're not blind anymore. It's just, they're just sunglasses now. <laughs> and then she, like, leaves. And they're still horrible, by the way. If you can see now, you should really have on better <laughs> sunglasses. But okay. Um, so she starts getting in the car. And she, like is ignoring Nate, who's, like, screaming after her, causing a scene. He's like, I know you can see me. I know you saw me. Like, whatever. And then Jenna, like, turns and is, like, basically gives him a look like what the fuck he gets in a car. And I feel the same way as Jenna. Yeah. He is scaring me. He is acting like he's off his rocker. Yes. But Hannah had a couple good lines, so that's And I do good. just want to mention, because this is one of my least favorite and also one of the most iconic Shay Mitchell line deliveries is... So Spencer and Emily had that slight conversation about Paige. And then mm -hmm. we see Emily start to go to the locker room. And Spencer, like, follows her to talk to her and is continuing to say this stuff about Paige. And Emily's like, you know what? Allie had the tendency to have a lot of bad relationships with a lot of bad people or a lot of people or whatever. And I'm like, okay, well, number one, you were, like, the first person to you come guys to the were like, yeah. for Allie for a long time. Mm -hmm. And then Emily says... Are you finished? Because I am. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's so funny. I am. Uh, it gets me every time. <laughs> I hate it, but I love it. 
so funny. So we do get a really important flashback, and we really realize like what went down between Allie is, and Moe's. This and is it's, crazy. This actually makes me sick to my stomach. Almost as sick as the belt that Paige is wearing, though. <laughs> okay, Phoebe's clearly unaffected. Allie and Cece Drake are in a convertible, it's, it's <laughs> which giving makes off sense. Marine. It's a beetle yes. convertible. Very and important. we don't know what they're doing, but Allie says to Cece, oh, yeah, like, I stole some of Emily's stationery, and I wrote a really steamy letter to pigskin. <laughs> and I mean moist. Ew. Okay, ew. What was in this and letter? And then she's like, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to her. So No, she did Mo's give it to her. bikes. Oh, sorry. She already gave it to her. And Moe's bikes up and she's like, oh my God, get down, get down. Like there Y'all she is. in a convertible. So they get down in the convertible <laughs> and Moe's has a letter of her own that she is taping and, like on the underside of like a sign on the sidewalk. And Allie's like, I told her to like write her note back and put it there. And I think I'm like, because this surely can't get any more diabolical than this. I'm like, Allie is going to wait for Moe's to leave before she goes to take the letter. But actually, she jumps at the opportunity, even after ducking so she wouldn't be seen. She jumps at the opportunity to go up in front of Moe's and snatch the letter as Moe's sees her take it, her worst fucking nightmare. And she tries to get it back from Allie. Allie won't give it to her. And Allie's like, oh, I actually wrote this. Um, And now I have this. And maybe I'll give it to Emily. Or maybe I'll give it to so-and-so or whatever. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. But I know that, like, you're done fucking with me. And she leaves. She's like, I own you now. That's like Blair was, like, an (laughs) actual evil villain. Yes, 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 yes. So she's literally just blackmailing Moe's with this letter. And then we realize that we don't know, like, what has happened to this letter. So I feel like we're probably going to find it. Um, but when Emily asks Moe's how she knew Allie, Moe's just gets super defensive and she's like, you know what? Instead of questioning me, you should be questioning your friends. Like, I think your friends are the problem. Again, why are your friends talking about me and not to me? And I'm like, this is literally, why would they talk to you about their concerns? Emily's their best friend. Literally red flag 1 million. Like this is literally like your friends, like their friends don't like me. Your friends don't like me. Your friends are so mean. Your friends are so mean. You should just always leave your friends. Your friends are the problem. Okay. Mm -hmm. Hey, if you have a lot of friends or you should only hang out with your friends with me, bring me with you everywhere because that's what ends up happening is Moses like, you know what? I just need to spend more time with them. So now Moses is going to fit in Emily's pocket and go everywhere. Aria gets back to Ezra's apartment after her really busy day and Wesley is in there with the birthday gift for Mm. Ezra. And Aria goes, why did you tell me about Maggie? Okay. I I just am like, I don't know. And she also admits to stalking Maggie and like tells him what she did. And Wesley's like, she's like, well, I did it for Ezra. Oh, weird. because he was too scared. Now he doesn't have to. I know. I know he didn't. Well, it's because he's Aria's age and he's like, oh, that's appropriate. (laughs) Because he's not like an adult with a fully functioning brain. Um, but then she's like, well, I did it for Ezra because like he wouldn't have done it for himself. And now he can have peace of mind. Girl, but please. Here's my no, thing, you like, did not. You're gonna, like, you did it for you. I don't understand what she means by now he can have peace of mind. Because you're going to tell him that you went to this preschool and pretended to be this person that you're not to see his high school ex-girlfriend. And then you find out that and he's a kid. And his son. And like it like... He's going to think that's weird and it's not going to bring him peace of mind. Yeah. Because it, hey, because it, because is, it weird. is weird. All right. <laughs> He's not going to think it's weird. And that's like, on no, it is weird. It's weird behavior. And then Aria like starts blaming Maggie. She's like, how could she not tell him? He, she, 
like has a son. And I'm like, Arya, she was literally paid not to contact him. Yeah. Why do you think she didn't tell him? She probably thinks Ezra wants nothing to do with her, most likely, because he never spoke to her again after his mother paid mm-hmm. her off. And that speaks to the character. So, like, why the fuck would she Ubi. tell him? Yes. Like, she definitely thinks Ezra is not interested in being a father. It's not like she's, like, purposely keeping him from Ezra in my in my perspective. But, of course, Arya finds a way to right. blame. Okay. Now we're in the dressing room. Before I'm going to let you take it, but I do want to just say that Spencer needs crate time and I can tell because she's texting in all caps <laughs> need to talk to you about Paige all caps she's obsessed <laughs> with Paige right now like this is her new conquest and she will not sleep mm-hmm. she will not eat until Paige is taken you know down what? maybe maybe so the sex scene is like a sign from God to like hey Perhaps, oh my god hey slow down dude hey slow down for a second because here's what I wrote Whew. if I ever encounter a snake anywhere but a zoo i don't think i want to carry on you know that i saw one irl in charleston on the beach access path an enormous black snake it wasn't this time it was last time i was there my legs like not be able to work yeah no i know (sighs) spooky was fucking spooky i was scared it moved really crazily later in this show where they're in a snake exhibit also but it makes me think of the scene in Sorcerer's Stone where Stone. Um, all the glass drops and the snakes are just like out. That? Oh, 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 in the zoo. Well, obviously, not the basilisk. Well, I was like, what are you There's talking about? Because you just described that in a really strange way. Like Harry's talking to one and then all the glass is gone. I know, but you you don't you didn't say it. You were just like, I just made me think of Sorcerer's Stone where all the glass falls and the snakes are loose. I think you didn't I even say loose. That's so clear. Yeah, if you're what I'm like, what glass? Do you know how much shit happens in that movie? What glass? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, she means when they're at the zoo, <laughs> and he, she could have said when they go to the zoo and Harry lets all the snakes out. Yeah, when that happens, terrible. So Spencer's literally changing. But also the glass doesn't break. It just disappears. I know. That's what I said. When the glass is gone. I didn't say it broke. I guess we'll find out what you said. Um, Let me listen back. <laughs> Spencer's changing. Spencer's changing in this dressing room. And there are like a bunch of boxes with clothes in, in the dressing room. And she's what I hate when people film scenes like this. You know what I mean? Where like you see that there's something sinister happening but they're just like carrying on, texting, changing, all this stuff, acting like nothing crazy is about to happen. But you see that the snake is coming out of the boxes and is slithering, slithering, slithering. And then Spencer sees it and she like freaks out, obviously. She does exactly what I would do. But she loses her mind. Turns out she's locked in the dressing yes. room. And then we find out that she thinks that this was Paige slash A because she called Paige a snake in the hallway and she thinks Paige is obsessed with emily and which like, like i agree but yeah i do agree yeah um <laughs> so wait this is so funny though because then hannah calls emily or no i'm sorry emily calls hannah and she takes it and spencer and hannah are hanging out and spencer's like emily's being weird like we gotta <laughs> like it's definitely Paige. and hannah still kind of thinks it's jenna but she's kind of being convinced by spencer that Paige is a and like we need to get emily away from Paige. and then emily calls hannah and she's like spencer goes give it to me i i, I don't know what to say 
or something. Like, well, Spencer, it's not your phone. So <laughs> Hannah's going to answer it. Hannah answers the phone. She's like, it's literally about the knife. Okay. <laughs> okay. What knife? Um, she answers the phone and Emily's like, it's not here. The knife that fucked up Hannah's leg from Noel's cabin, they put it in Maya's bag and left with it. And now it's not in Maya's bag anymore. And so Hannah's like, well, like, or Emily's like, we must not have taken it. And Hannah's like, yes, we did. Yes, we did. Where was it? And she goes under my bed. And she goes, well, someone must have broken into your house. Here's what Spencer's immediately thinking. <laughs> is that the first thought? <laughs> like, something is not in my bag. Someone must have broken into my house, gone into my bedroom, underneath my bed, pulled out a bag, searched through everything, and just taken a bloody knife. <laughs> I don't think so, honey. Like, I don't think so. I don't think so, honey. That story. <laughs> and that's Spencer's Did not happen. Spencer's but it's thought. so funny that that's the first exact thing that she thinks. <laughs> and then Spencer blames Mo. Spencer's like, well, you don't have to. No one has to break in if they're invited. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. Okay. Um, um, is also just, like, wait, touching her foot this entire scene. And I hope that that's, I just think <laughs> that we should mention that because no one should do that on camera. She's well, that is what you were focused on because that's the only thing you wrote about the scene. So um, um, I, I do think we should mention it. It's clearly I was important to this you. This next scene, um, Aria is again talking about Maggie and her situation. She's with Wesley. That's correct. And you, I do think that in this next <laughs> scene, Aria is talking about Maggie. Well, <laughs> good job. <laughs> Your English is really good. <laughs> um, and this is where Aria describes herself as a petite co-ed. <laughs> Because Wesley and her are, are talking about how they're going to break the news to Ezra. And Wesley goes, well, I could just say that it was me, which is a stupid idea. And Arya is right. But the reason Arya th- <laughs> says he shouldn't do that immediately proves that she's a narcissist. Because Obsessed with herself. Because she goes, <laughs> yeah. And when Maggie says that she met a petite co-ed <laughs> who wants to <laughs> teach first grade, what then? A petite co-ed, huh? Huh. And that also tells me that Arya is writing a book and it's about her and Ezra. <laughs> and in it, she describes herself as a petite young co-ed. And that can actually confirmed that theory <laughs> for me. <laughs> I've been building my case, but that was, that was in on the coffin. Um, but she says something that I think is really important. She's like, oh, I don't know what to do. Blah, blah, blah. Do I tell him? Do I not? I've never had to deal with something like this before. And what I want to say is, Hey, that's exactly why your parents don't want you dating him because that's a very adult problem that he has that you actually don't have to fucking deal with. It actually doesn't even concern you. He's had no contact with her. He could just go on having no contact with her. She agreed to the the terms. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I just am like, Aria, that's because you should be like studying pre-calc. You don't need to be worried about like, your illegal boyfriend and telling him that you stalked yet another one of his exes and went and saw her and found out he has a kid and like you don't know like if you want to tell him he has a child an eight-year-old child like that's not your job (laughs) so that yeah you haven't had to deal with anything like this and the reason is because you're a kid Mm -hmm. and like this is why kids shouldn't date adults because you shouldn't have to deal with shit like that yet um yeah among other reasons (laughs) yeah exactly but like that is just i'm like if you're, if we're going to look past the age thing, which clearly they are like the illegal thing, 
that would be a reason her parents wouldn't want like yeah for sure you know there i mean when i was over 18 and dating guys that were older than me mom was just like i just feel like the thing like why do you want to deal with those things now like you don't have to totally um well something incredibly important happens next the tresemme product placement yeah that and also hannah's shirt oh the raccoon shirt Mm -hmm. you know for a moment you're gonna hate this for a moment that shirt looked a little bit like the goth skull shirt Chloe and I got at H&M that I was telling you about. Well, actually, this is the first time I've ever watched this episode and realized that that's what's on the shirt. A raccoon? Yeah, I just thought it was like a white, like weird, like dyed shirt. But this is the episode where I... And it's not just... For those of you that are thinking we're saying a raccoon shirt and picturing like a cartoon... It's not like clear. Or something. Or like some sort of like little drawing of a cartoon... Of a raccoon. That's not what it is. It's Nar. a picture of a, of a raccoon. Just the face, though. Just the snout to the ears. And it's like one of those like super like over-processed graphic tees from like the early 2000s. So it's like a shitty white tank with like the black ink, but it's like all so faded that you can barely see it. Which is why Phoebe probably didn't know it was a raccoon. And, um, um, but Hannah's... So this is where the, the placement comes in. Because Cece holds up a top and says, this would look great on you. But even better if you pinned your hair up. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. So, <laughs> And then Cece's like, okay, well, like, why don't you zhuzh it up? Oh, look. And grabs a Tresemme dry shampoo bottle. And it's like literally positioned perfectly. You can see it. I mean, it's so it's so funny. They, they really try to make it subtle. Um, so Hannah's going to use this dry shampoo, apparently. But also we know Hannah has like the whole leg issue. So <laughs> Cece then is like, well, does one of you want to wear... Um, this and it's like a maxi dress and hannah's like me it's gonna look amazing on me i'll take it and then after we know what just happened like someone has come in and removed the snake from the dressing room and was searching for snake nests that Um, makes me so gross but like i'm sorry i'm not going back in that fucking dressing room and i'm shocked hannah's willing i'm not setting foot in that dressing room hannah's willing i feel like we're calling it a night actually we're gonna figure out like what happened here like that's actually scary as fuck Mm -hmm. And Hannah goes into the dressing room and starts changing. And a hand grabs her and, like, yanks her into a room where the snakes were. And it is Caleb. And they do have this scene. I said, oh, my I God. Wrote Caleb, so scary. But that was so hot. <laughs> I would scream bloody in murder. That was not the way. <laughs> you could have just literally opened the door and said, Hannah. It's, like, it's really great, though, in the, in the end. And then, like, the... It, it the is. The low, like husky voice he's talking oh my god the way he's talking i was like why you don't usually talk like Uh this i don't usually hear you talk like this what's up this is he is oh my god he's like i need to touch you (laughs) i know i couldn't believe it i said okay steamy but we also know that caleb has gotten ashley he's convinced her not to hand over the flash drive to the police yet because imagine my mom's not listening to you no, say that. Also, My mom's like, already gone to the police. Between any of your boyfriends and our mom and them choosing to like go to our mom about something they're concerned about and thinking they know better than her. The only person who could do that is my husband. Um, and then Cece comes back and she's like, Han, how does the dress look? Try these shoes on. How does the this, dress look? Oh Am my I god. Pressing? She oh. she says, how does the dress look? And Caleb whispers, like, mouths. <laughs> how does the dress look? Say it again. How does the dress look? And 
Caleb looks at Hannah and, and whispers or mouths hot. Mouths hot. And then Hannah looks and, at him. And, and Hannah doesn't take her eyes off of him. She says, hot. And that is one of the hottest <laughs> things I've ever seen. It's so, and the way she like looks at him, like doesn't, I mean, it's so good. She doesn't even hesitate. So he's like, how does it look? And he's like, hot. And she goes, hot. And she doesn't even, like, you know when people say hot, but they don't like, they don't say the T so their mouth doesn't close. She just like smiles. Yeah. She's like, hot. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. No, I loved um, it. I'm so glad we felt the same way about that because I was like the delivery. They must have been dating when they filmed that scene. I think so. Because like, um, I'm sorry, there's just, no way. It looks like they're just having fun in that scene. Yes, it does. It really does. Meanwhile, this next scene is not fun at all. And this is, is when we the see. Start yeah. of me saying this sentence, which I say actually a lot in my notes. If I'm Ezra, I'm scratching my head. <laughs> because he yeah. walks into his apartment and his little brother and his 17-year-old girlfriend <laughs> are making dinner for him oh my god for a second i thought you were gonna say making out and i was like i missed something big <laughs> yeah they're making and him they some birthday like, dinner and ezra's by the way walking on air you haven't said it in a while feels good um he's walking on air but wesley and aria are just like they have that air about them that people who are hiding something have about mm-hmm. them like there's just an awkwardness and a tenseness that well, Ezra Arya lives for drama, into. so she's dying to tell him. She's dying to hear Ezra Wesley say, does it doesn't matter to. that she has a kid. I love you. And I'm <laughs> I'm gonna cut her off again. Like that's what Arya wants. <laughs> um, and this is this is importantly the scene, of course, where Ezra has say it with me, sweater paws. Yes, and thermal under a t-shirt, yes. Um, but he did call Maggie, and this is why he's in such a good mood, and he knows she's doing well. And um, he's like, I just feel so relieved. Like, we barely talked for five minutes, but, um, like, I know she's doing well and blah, blah, blah. And Arya's like, she told you, like, all that? And Ezra's like, yeah, I'm just, like, so glad. So we know that she purposely did not tell Ezra about the kid. So that now Arya's like, well, what the fuck? And also, like, God forbid they continue to have a relationship and she sees Arya. And, oh, my God, it just is so messy. I love it. Um, But... Now, Emily has been recruited to help with the fashion show, and she brings Paige because Paige wants to spend more time with the girls, and the girls are nasty to Paige. But, like, also, I'm sorry, if you're really believing that Paige is A, first of all, if you believe Paige did any of the things that she definitely did do to Emily, that's grounds enough to be nasty to her. On top of that, you think she's A? Yeah, no one, I mean, like, I don't feel bad for you Paige. like i know this episode is supposed to make us sympathize with her but i'm like i still see a villain mm-hmm. bad things can happen to people who are still bad people i agree and um this outfit also isn't making me sympathize with her because now we're getting full body shots like i talked about and we're seeing yeah. the suspenders and we're seeing the pants and we're seeing the um cut of the pants i, I was gonna mention something about the cut they're like capri joggers kind of but like cargo but, material yeah. And then, like, high-top Converse. It's ter- no, she's in loafers, no socks. Oh, I don't know why I thought she was in high-top Converse. Um, because um, that, would also, that would also track. Yes. But, but if I'm Pedro Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. If I'm Pedro Embarrassed. Oh, wait. Never mind. Sorry. Oh, my God. Wait. Then Paige. Okay, so Emily goes to change. And Paige this says to terrible. Spencer, so can I help? And Spencer's like, okay. And Paige <laughs> walks over and goes... So what are we doing? And <laughs> I wrote, if someone said to me, can I help? And walks over and goes, so what are we doing? 
I would be like, you know what? Actually, never fucking We're mind. Good. First of all, I never would have accepted the help in the first place. But, but <laughs> for real, like, girl, that's not helpful. I, I might as well just do it because in the time it'll take me to explain it to you, exactly. use context clues or go sit down. Especially with the task they're doing. Also, what does and it look like we're doing? We're in a fucking fashion Pete, show. Pete. <laughs> Hello. It's fucking fashion <laughs> week. You better get it together. We're in a fucking fashion show. Miranda Priestley um, will be here any minute. You can't be seen in those joggers. Um, Mimi and I texted each other today and we literally both almost said we are just ready to be in our Andy Devil Wears Prada era yes. of our life. We're so ready for that. To be in semi-successful relationships and a semi-successful job on our way to great relationships and great jobs i do just want to point something out really quickly mm-hmm. um not really a, re- a successful relationship actually like a humongous heartbreak and also not really a successful job kind of like burns her life to the ground and she leaves and we have no clue what happened to her after we don't know who she gets together with and we don't know where she works so we don't know it ended up great doesn't she end but up okay. with golden boy Golden you want to, you know? No, she doesn't. He ends up being an asshole. Fuck. Yeah, no. I mean, Andy's not like. I mean, anyway, you might want to go be in like your struggling era, if that's what you mean. <laughs> then sure. Marty there, Marty there. <laughs> um, Paige then takes this. this that is so funny. Semi successful relationship, semi successful job. Neither I are just, even remotely. You <laughs> just mean like in the beginning of the movie? Like she's in the beginning so of the movie, with- the job is. I mean, not even Terrible. anywhere near a success. I just. <laughs> <laughs> and the relationship is okay. It was semi-successful. She thought. Yeah. She's anyway, wrong. Totally. I'm just, what I mean. I would rather to- not have a semi-successful relationship because just so everybody knows, a semi-successful relationship <laughs> means it didn't work out. Means okay, cool. I actually probably really wanted it to. We probably dated for a long time and we had a lot of really good times and like integrated into each other's lives. That's what we would call successful. But then we broke up and it was probably horrific, (laughs) which is why we're semi-successful because it's everything you would want in a relationship, but it was all fake and now it's over and I'm going to be heartbroken for years and and damaged, but that's okay. You can wish for that. You can romanticize that. I want a job and I want that. Okay. So anyway, you want a job Um, and you want a grilled cheese with eight pounds of Jarlsberg in it. Yes. Um, but Paige takes... (laughs) I don't know why I said pounds. It's eight dollars. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's worse than I said, like currency. (laughs) (laughs) He definitely says there's like eight eight dollars worth of Jarlsberg in there. And I said eight pounds. Eight euro. There's like eight euro of Jarlsberg in there. She's like, we're in Brooklyn. You're crazy. Oh my god, you are crazy for that. And he's like, I studied abroad. What can I say? <laughs> um, anyway, so Paige takes this opportunity um to get on a soapbox about shit that I don't really care about. Why is she talking um, like a bad boy? But she does have a line where she You know says, what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. She picks up a, a ring. You're ignoring me. Yeah, I do know what you mean. Okay, well you can acknowledge me for one second. <laughs> she picks up a ring and like puts it on her finger. And it's the ugliest ring you've ever seen. Did you cut your nails? Yeah, I had to. Ugh. I know. Um, Okay, wait, to make me feel awesome about it. (laughs) No, sorry. I just know how hard you worked. I don't mean anything by it. She puts this ring on, and it's, again, the ugliest ring you've ever seen. It's just a flower. A big flower. (laughs) 
And she says, this is nice. I can never wear it, though. Could never pull it off. Why? See, see, I wear something like this. And everyone <laughs> knows I'm trying to be something I'm not. <laughs> Girl, shut the fuck up. And she goes, I don't do flashy. Shut up, Paige. Why are you talking like that? She literally might as well say, so you like bad boys? Like, that's what she's giving and me. Spencer, by the way, is not adding on to the conversation. Spencer Paige is staring is just daggers. She hasn't blinked Paige is, once. <laughs> Paige is just talking. And then Paige says, I feel better under the radar. Really? <laughs> I wrote, you're wait. Wearing, you're wearing unsuspended <laughs> suspenders. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? You're not trying to draw attention to yourself? I thought the exact opposite. I can see about seven inches. Do you want to know what, what famously creates a lot of publicity for somebody? Murder. Unsuspended Remember how you try to murder someone? That's not what someone does if they don't want attention. Sorry. Sorry. Um, so- and she says, she says, um, that being with Emily has made her so much more confident. And I wrote down, <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> being with Shay Mitchell would probably make me feel a lot more confident too. Well, here to here to play doubles advocate, or it would make you feel so much worse, which is how I think it make me feel. <laughs> I think it would make me never want to get out of bed again. Um, you're so you're no, you're really really right about that. I know like, I'm think, right. I know I'm about, right. Though, if Shay Mitchell was interested, imagine in you. going on a date and being photographed. By the way, candid photographs because paparazzi no, with Shay Mitchell. That makes me actually like. You could pay really, for me to really have a stylist, makeup artist, plastic surgery, whatever, what have you, and I still wouldn't do it. I still wouldn't be seen with her. But I do think that if someone who looked like Shay Mitchell was, like, interested. Yeah, it would boost your ego a little bit. Especially if, like, my fashion wardrobe is, like, I'm going to wear unsuspended suspenders and someone like that. Then I'm feeling very much like a fish out of water. (laughs) (laughs) When Emily comes out in that purple dress, I'm like, Mo's just... Mo should have taken one look at her and said, all right, is my cue to go? It's like, because, yeah. Like, because, Yeah. You try to kill this woman? Look at her. She's a goddess. <laughs> she can't be killed. She's immortal, you fool. Look at her. She's essentially glowing. <laughs> She's literally a perfect human specimen. So, And Moe's, not going to lie, you are a little bit of drama. Um, okay. So, um, and, and then we get a drum Every drum time, <laughs> by the way, every single time, we go off on a tangent. A lot of times because of you. And I, then I'm like, try to get us back on track. And I go, okay, so, and you go, and. Uh, <laughs> um, Jump scare. Jump scare. Then you like no, can't remember what you're. One. Why'd you interrupt no. me if you didn't even know what you were going to say? <laughs> I got this one. Because it's and, a jump scare. Jump scare. Um, Ezra blowing So, candles. anyway. Oh, sorry. Did you want to say? Oh, go ahead. No, please. Please. Jump scare. Oh my god, I'm not recording. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, all right, jump scare. <clears throat> I guess I'll take it from here since Phoebe is literally like. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because you guys didn't see that performance there. She's done that before. <laughs> Thank you. And she, she's immediately, like, I can see it in her face that she's lying. That time. <laughs> That didn't Ooh, feel good. Do I hear Oscar? Do I hear Oscar? <laughs> yeah, thank you. I know. 
I'm hearing Las Culturistas. Las Culturistas. Oh my God. Ding dong. Las Culturistas calling. <laughs> I love them. Yeah, um, we should have come up with something a little more, a little more slay for our I've intro. said it a million times and you're like, yeah, we don't need to. And I'm like, well, what oh. about me carrying the weight of the world on my back <laughs> with the intro? Like, what about me? What about her? Who's taking care of her? This is going to be such a long episode, but I think they're going to love it. They I know it is. I've been saying week. that. I've been saying that. They didn't get an app last week. Jump scare Ezra blowing candles out. Because Wait, it's this birthday. is so funny, though. He cannot get them all. Wait, wait, wait. He goes, they go make a wish. And he goes, I don't have to make a wish. I've got everything I want right here. And kisses Aria. And he's like, I got my family. Like, my ex is doing great. I don't have a kid. Blah, blah, blah. And I just wanted to say, you have everything you ever wanted. Ever heard of a job? <laughs> hey, I thought you were kind of down on your luck, dude. Hey, you don't have a, a car and you don't have a ever, job. Ever heard of a one-bedroom apartment? Ever... No, he hasn't because he lives in a fucking studio. But I will say his apartment. By the way, makes most me... studios are not like that. Stop it. Do not romanticize that. You would hate it. Aria says to Wesley, <laughs> "Why, why did she not tell him about the kid? Um, his mom's obviously paying her to keep. She goes, Do you think his mom's paying her to keep quiet? Yeah, obviously. Of course <laughs> she also, is. We actually know that. I'm also thinking this apartment is not big enough for them to be having this conversation." No, I thought the same thing. I'm like, Ezra, you guys aren't is, actually Ezra, in if you just room. turn the camera like a tiny, like he's right there. And he and doesn't again, even need to have supersonic hearing to hear you because you're speaking loudly. Again, if I'm Ezra, I'm scratching my head. Why are they so close all of a sudden? I know. It's definitely giving me the heat. He doesn't seem to be affecting him literally at all, but yeah. No, he's again um, walking on air this entire episode because he asks if they've heard of Super Tramp and they both say no. Who? And he says, like he's, he says it in a way where it's like he's a dad. They both and say like who, and he goes, uh, of course you don't. Or something okay. like, okay, maybe you shouldn't be dating her. Yeah, no, for real. But I, you know that tweet that's like somewhere two absolutely delusional girls are looking at each other saying exactly, saying like the most insane thing you've ever heard? That's us. Okay, well, that's also Hannah and Spencer in this in this scene. <laughs> I said Hannah and Spencer are the Delulu girls saying exactly, convincing each other to go through Moses' bag. And that's oh what God, they do. They like trick they her. And they're like, can you go help Emily get into this? And Mo's like, oh yeah. And they grab Mo's bag and start going through it because they want to find the knife. They think it's going to be in there. They don't find the knife. They find something else. We don't know what it is right away. But Mo's and Emily come out and realize what's happening. And Emily loses her shit and they leave. And Hannah feels really bad. But Spencer, Not Spencer. doesn't care at all because Not she Spencer. got what she wanted. <laughs> literally. She's like, um, this is literally perfect. So then Moses coming clean to Emily and she's like, okay, look here. I do have history with Allison. I, I knew her well enough to hate her guts and it's super dramatic. So she like comes clean about everything. I'm just going to continue with this a little bit. And then <laughs> wait, wait, this was, this was insane. This was insane and absolutely needed an explanation, but we will never get it. Mose goes, okay, I'm going to go wash my face and walks into Emily's house alone. <laughs> <laughs> no, because actually when she said that, I was like, what? what? I was like, wait, what? what? You weren't in the fashion show. Like, you don't hey, have a bunch of makeup say? on. And also, wait till you get home. <laughs> Emily offered you a cup of tea. You're like, nah, I'm going to go wash my face. It's like, those, you cannot, also, you cannot both. It's no, like, I can't have a cup of tea because I'm going to wash my face. <laughs> There's only so much water. 
like what you like you don't live here whose face wash are you using it's like they took too many takes like get through the scene and she was and she like kept just saying random shit she was supposed to say i'm gonna go wash my hands and she just got it wrong but everything else in the scene was perfect so they were like well no one will notice little did they know 10 years later we would come on the scene (laughs) nothing gets past us biatch yeah, no, that that was so funny to me. I was like, and Emma's like, okay. What? What? That is and then, so and then, goofy. And then we get a really disturbing shot of them when, like, Paige is back. Well, I guess Jenna comes we up and it's kind die, of yeah. a weird scene. It's not kind of weird. It's extremely weird. Jenna, Jenna like, shows emerges. up to Emily's house. And she's like, I have to tell you something about your friend. And Emily stands and Jenna sees that there are two mugs on the porch. She's like, oh you're not alone. Like, never mind. I should go. Turns to leave. Emily's like, no, Jenna, what were you going to say to me? And she's like, I just think that, oh, she says, be very careful who you spend time with. Then Mm -hmm. she gets in a taxi. (laughs) Girl, you took a taxi here to tell her this and you didn't even tell her. Wait, pause. Let's remember where Jenna lives. One, one door down. Where were you? I need answers. Okay. Going. You didn't just take, unless she was leaving. She said, hey, quick pit stop. Yeah, maybe. But also, like, it it looks like she took a taxi to Emily's house. And if she did, I'm like, why didn't you, then why didn't you, like, say what you want there to say? Exactly. I would have just been like, I don't really care who you're with. They're not out here right now. I'm going to just tell you and then leave. Because that's, unless I paid it was to about come Paige. here and do that. But she didn't know who she was with, Yeah, but with, she doesn't know who Emily's with. I'm like, is it about Paige or is it about Nate? Either one is yeah. sketchy, but then Paige and Emily walk back in the house and Paige like looks back and gives like a creepy look. So they're also trying to make us think mm-hmm. it's Paige, which makes me think it's Nate. But there's a point where Paige is like sprawled out on the porch <sighs> and Emily's like leaning up and I think it's supposed to be sweet and cute, but it just grosses me out. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, I like can never, I will never be team Paige because every time she might start to win somebody over. She does something shitty again. Like she's just like not a likable character. It's just like anytime she's on the screen and like, they've done her no favors cool, in the writer's room. Like, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. No, no. Emily deserves um, a good relationship. Let's, let's just move on from this. It's just insane. Um, Hannah gets home. Ashley has watched all the videos and we learned that the apple doesn't fall far from the tree because Hannah's like, well, what are you going to do with it? And Ashley puts it into the disposal because there were videos of Ashley and Detective Wilden. Mm-hmm. Detective Wilden on the flash drive. Like, imagine if Pastor Ted had gotten to those videos. Oh, my God. I know that's what. And then I'm like, wait, did he? But if he did, that makes him actually like a really bad person because he saw what was on the tapes and kept watching. So yeah, if he did, true. he'll never admit it. So hopefully he just But I didn't. also don't think he did because when he comes in, he's like just pretty oblivious. He's like, I think we should still bring it to the police. Yeah. Well, also, I have um, a question. Why is Ashley mad at Hannah? Hannah's like, I'm sorry. Let me explain. Explain what? You didn't know you were being filmed. Like, literally. Just say you have no idea. Like, you have no idea. But you are too embarrassed. Like, that, for like a 16 year old girl to be like, I just don't, I don't want anyone looking. Like, that makes sense that she wouldn't want you to take it to the police. Mm -hmm. Even if she didn't know. The defending Mona, the trying to defend Mona is so funny. I'm like, my mom for one second wouldn't like allow that. Allow me to defend somebody who hit me with her car. Just wouldn't (laughs) happen. Our mom barely lets us defend our friends who have like postponed plans. 
Yeah, no. Mom, you wrong us. You didn't just wrong us. You heard it here first. And like even once, even if we've forgiven you. She hasn't. Mm-mm, that scar is always going to be there for our mom. She won't forget. Ever. She is like definition of a mama bear. I'm trying to think of like an example, but I, I'm they're all pretty scarring. So <laughs> it's not a good time um, to share and it. And then Spencer talks to Aria and wait ash is going on a date with pastor ted oh right, right, right and he's like we should still take it to the police and ash is like well actually like i can't give it back to you because and hannah steps in and says because i destroyed it i put it in the disposal like i'm sorry just like really got embarrassed i don't want anybody to see it and it's so sweet because ashley said to hannah like I have something really good here where I could potentially see a future and I'm not letting this mess it up. And so Hannah took the fall because she wants her mom to have that. And I'm sorry, we just see time and time again that Hannah is the best one. Like she just is. I agree. That's all there is to it. Spencer gets this smile on her face when she is telling someone like the most vile pieces of information. (laughs) That's like, she is so excited. She gets to tell you this because she's telling aria that their best friend is dating the person that's potentially terrorizing all four of them yeah and spencer could not it's like christmas morning for spencer She's like isn't this exciting <laughs> do you mean terrifying do you mean harrowing <laughs> she like says that she's like isn't this so cool and aria's like um is it i think it's like yeah i mean like in like a really scary like weird way yeah she's like is it cool is it cool? Okay. Well, um, okay. We forgot to say something really um, important, though, and that is that the reason they're so sure that Paige is A is because they found in Paige's bag something from Allie's grave, but I couldn't see what it was. It's the other earring. Okay. It's the other earring. It was in Paige's bag. And then Spencer, <laughs> big jump, goes, Incredible like, well, definitely she was, like, she was definitely digging up Allie's grave, and she probably also has Allie's bones. <laughs> She says, I just think that if she has this other earring, she probably also has Abby's bones. It's like, I don't know. An earring is kind of different than a femur. Like, I don't know. And she says bones with like this smile. Bones. Bones. Yeah, she really like emphasizes it. It's very funny. Bones. (laughs) Wait, oh, we also forgot to say that while Emily is talking to Jenna, Paige comes out and her phone, Emily's phone is ringing and it's Spencer and oh Paige God, declines right. the call and then doesn't say anything to Emily. So like Paige is not doing a herself any one. favors. She just isn't. No, but then we get my all time favorite A scene. Yeah, this was a big one. It's up there. Um, Smiling Faces, but it's a cover by, I can't remember the band, but it's like a 10 minute song, but it is playing. And it's at a jukebox and we see one gloved hand like tap, tap, tapping. And then we see another hooded figure walk right up to them and perfectly framed, put their little hand out like this, like the emoji. And then the <laughs> other A. Reasons plants, we need a video. Contents. These, this key that has A written on it. And then, oh my gosh, this cut I love. Um, it like... On the upbeat of the song, it goes black. It goes black. <laughs> and and that's musicality, it. baby. And I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. We love it. Um, yeah, it was good. It's our first A scene that like features the A team, and we officially like this is yeah, our because we got the last one where, just where one the person. person's like, it looks like you're like getting ready to suit up a team. Yes, yes, yes. So we're getting some of the pieces of that puzzle um, put together. 
All right. Well, did single fright female live up to the expectation, the hype? It must have because it's been a three hour episode. You kept saying it was so slow and nothing happened. But like, I really do feel like a lot I think did we really, I think we really brought it there, but it felt like an episode where we were getting like a lot of information. Didn't feel so much like there was like a big activity happening. Interesting. I felt like a, just a lot of like crazy. Uh, my jaw dropped multiple times. Do you know how rare that is? I think it's because of the world that we've created for the show. Maybe. Maybe. Um, all right. Do you, wait. Oh, do you need me to send you a picture of the synopsis or do you just want me to read it and you can do it next week? No, okay, send I'll... it to me because that won't work. <laughs> oh, my God. That won't work for me. Well, I don't want to do the recap and the synopsis in one week. Well, the synopsis is famously so much work, so I don't blame you. By the way, guys, this is synopsis. <laughs> we're not reading. We're not writing it. Um, we're not peer conferencing it. We're just reading it. We're just reading words off a screen, and she <laughs> can't possibly take on both that and the recap <laughs> in one episode. So, and just, like, Phoebe's not going to read you the synopsis for The Lady Killer. All right, season three, episode 12, The Lady Killer. Garrett's trial for Maya's murder is starting, and the town of Rosewood has become a media spectacle. At odds with her friends over Paige, Emily doesn't know where to turn when the media attention becomes too much for her. <sighs> Emily. <laughs> Emily. Emily, this is not your season, girl. You're troubled. You're troubled. <laughs> You're, You're troubled. making poor decisions. You have been since Break up with Paige, one. then maybe we'll be good. Yeah, we might have better... We might Things might turn up. Because all your friends think that she's trying to kill you. So just, I don't know and if they're like, right, but sometimes you should listen to your friends. No, but they are right a little bit because Paige is already Oh, actually, done yeah, that. no, sorry. We actually know for a fact that they're right. Cause she, it's on film. She We saw it. Emily, it's literally um, on film. Yeah, true, true, true. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. I know this was a long episode, but we just had so much to talk about. This was another example of an episode, a little episode that could. Um we face some challenges, but here we are. Um, Patreon is still open. We would love to have you on there. I'm actually sending out our love letters tomorrow. So hopefully you'll get them some point in the next week. Um, anybody who does join the Patreon gets a love letter and a sticker. So definitely incentive next to join month, on any level. Next month they'll be by me. They'll, well, yeah, I'm writing all the love letters. I was going to forge your signature, but now I'm not because they'll because you just said that so um next month they're gonna be just by me and i'm gonna write all of you a little poem a poem okay well you better now well phoebe's really good at poems now because of her tiktok page some of you Um, guys might get a haiku and some of you guys might get an acrostic poem i would request a sestina i don't give a shit what you request are you paying you just have no idea what a sestina is oh i I think i pay plenty i think (laughs) i pay my blood sweat and freaking tears and emotional uh repercussions of our conversations that stick really stick with me um anyway the first episode on the patreon this month is a very special episode we have a guest and it is about the titanic um the guest is my bff steven so um he's in new york right now but we both are titanic kids so we are going to do like a full in-depth recap of the movie titanic we're going to talk about the actual event we're going to talk about like what the heck would we do we're going to talk about the submersible we're going to talk about everything in between okay so if you're fascinated with the titanic and the lore of the deep deep 
ocean, then the deed be blue, then you'll love this episode. So everybody who is um, second or third tier, which is Dream Rotation and Honorary Carnal Sister, you'll get that episode. Following week, we'll have a pilot recap out for you and then another podcast. Um, so join the Patreon. Follow us on social media. Don't be a stranger. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love you so much. And we'll see you next week. And split. Rock and roll. Ooh. All right. I'll send this to you and uh, see, see you never. never. Oh. All right. Love you. Bye. <laughs>